0: Hello, I'm Kagan McLeod, currently the artist on Captara from Image Comics, and I'm listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Oh,
1: that was a freaking strong one. Yeah. My meter said, ouch. But that's okay, because it's better that the meter says ouch. And then instead of the meter saying, what, did you say something? Never yeah. good. It's never good. No. I am stunned. Shocked even. That I have watched more Punisher than you. Yeah. That should not yeah. be. What What universe no. are we living in? Well, it's it was the universe
2: of, you know, we have a four day weekend coming up, so it's just. Oh. We'll,
1: we'll save it for that. So I won't spoil it too bad, but. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm just getting your, watched as much as you have and that, that after the last few shows
1: you yeah. uh, didn't even try them yeah. Yeah. guess who's watching it with me you will never ever believe it not the boy no he could not guess. well uh, it, it's, it's, I know it's not the wife so
0: it's
1: either the air neither well yeah who would you think out of the two I'm going to say you are correct wow yeah the Pokemon Mega Man loving uh, innocent well at least I thought she was an innocent child is digging the hell out of the Punisher she's like this is so good (laughs) I could not believe it yeah you know what helped well I can't tell you. But there's a character they include that she completely gets. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she gets this character. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till after you watch it. I'm stoked. I'm I'm and really looking forward. If I had to rank 'em, which is what we do as comic geeks, I, I would just throw everything out except for Daredevil and Jessica Jones. So is it is it
2: what people have been saying, like, it, it's it's on par with that first season of Daredevil?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I was going to say I like it better than Daredevil, but I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so I can't really say that. But it's, it's very much on an even keel with the first season of Daredevil. I didn't like the nice. second season. You know that. Uh, so, no, it's very good. And so far, no Rosario Dawson. So aces that's wow (laughs) so far anyway i'm surprised she hasn't had to stitch him up or anything yet okay no no he does that himself of course he does yeah he doesn't have a very wide range this uh what's his name burn bernthal the guy that plays punisher
2: yeah yeah
1: bernthal Bernthal. it's not not a very uh expansive uh display (laughs) of emotions but he's good I think he's good as the Punisher. He certainly looks like the Punisher. Mm hmm. Yeah. He looks like Frank. Whoa. He could a little bit more handsome maybe, he could be. But
2: I you know, well, figure
1: Frank is Frank has
2: seen some things, been through some things. Um well, the, when, when the Jim Lee, Lee drew Rose Frank,
1: plus. he was super uh, handsome. But right Jim Lee. Fan. Yeah. Jim Lee.
2: Yeah. Oh, Jim Lee one, yeah. yeah. Um and and even um no, the 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 Jim Mooney version, the Al Milka version. I mean, that was pretty much in in that John Romita Senior mold. But uh, the Brad Street covers uh, it wasn't uh, super attractive there. El vomito. Uh, and, and and I mean, and 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 Dylan had had his look for him. But uh, yeah, and and I mean, what what what? Doing now with the platoon and, and yeah. making it a little pretty. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: I think Dylan's Punisher's handsome.
2: I do too.
1: Yeah, yeah. While we're on the subject, Jason says you and I like to riff when we do this ourselves, and it's true. Um, I think it is true. It is true. Aside from, if you sequester all the Punisher covers that were drawn by Mike Zeck, because I think those are in a class by themselves. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. What is your favorite cover? Oh, from the Punisher.
2: Oh, man. Um, Bradstreet did have some... He had some nice covers, but I don't know if there's really any that were iconic. Um, I do have one variant cover that Steve Dillon actually did. Ooh. Um, From early in the... uh, in the second Marvel Knights volume, after "Welcome Back, Frank," but I, I like, I kind of, I, I, it's weird because it, it was always an odd cut. Co- I like the first cover that that
1: Klaus did for the first issue. Mm-hmm. Strange cover though. It was. He's yeah. Fire escape, whoops, yeah. A bazooka. It's just. You know, um, you're going to fall if you shoot that, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, hopefully, he's in mid mid jump where he's about to go through the window.
1: Yeah. Uh what do you have? It's it's odd. It's not a great cover, and I don't remember who drew it. It could be a Jim Lee, but I'm thinking it's not. M- remember when um, Frank uh, retreated to suburbia, and it's the one where he's cutting the grass with the lawnmower, and you see the— it's Oh,
2: that's— yeah, that's from Psychoville USA. Yeah, I love that's that from, cover. That's from uh, that's from Warzone.
1: Yeah, love that's
0: that. The
2: cover. second or third arc. That's yep. that's that's a Mike McCone cover. Okay, Mike McCone. With the
1: uh, and that arc was uh, written by um, Abnett and Lanning. Yeah, that's it's a great. I, arc. I, I I don't know why I like that cover so much. I just do because it's like fish out of water. It, you it's have this guy the who's going against the grain, and you yeah. see the skull. It's yeah, great. I love it. He's he's more comfortable in steamy sweaty jungles dodging bullets and then you have him in a backyard <laughs> cutting the grass you know it's, it's a great cover i love it
2: any other covers where you know he's on the couch with his family and, right, and of course right.
1: now now you're breaking up again that's okay all right we'll, we'll fix it okay. not not really you you get what you get because this is what you get and it's 11 o'clock comics episode 508 my friend, and I am Vince B.
2: You are Vince B. I'm thankful for that.
1: Uh, I am also David A. Price. Forever and ever. And I am. What? Wait, what? Oh, that's right. There's Crickets. nobody else here with us this week. Jason is on vacation and can't be here with us this week because he does not want to risk the wrath of the woman. I don't blame him very much. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he's got to do family things once in a while. So, uh, here we are. David and myself, we're going to bring it to you old school style. It's bullpen bulletins all over again. And that's okay, right? I think that's all right. I like it. I'm comfortable with it. And you know what I'm very comfortable with? I'm very comfortable with getting my boxes every month from Discount Comic Book Service. It is a treat. It's like Christmas. I only do the once a month shopping or shipping. Well, there we go with this wine already. I I only do once a month shipping because I like to anticipate things. Like, David is so famous for chiding me uh, about not tracking packages i, I don't want to know like when the discount comic book service message comes and says hey your package is on its way i almost get like salty because i don't want to know but i don't i really don't i i like to come home and go to get my mail and walk up to the front stoop and see oh my goodness it's a box of comics i didn't even expect this Because it's a surprise, right? But anyway, I like getting it from Discount Comic Book Service because they are the absolute best. Where can you find them on the web? DCBService.com You can get everything you can find inside that thick-ass previews catalog for a mere fraction of the price. Such as, from Chapter House Publishing, it is Fantoma. Yes, that's right. Fantoma is a reimagining, I think of the the famous uh, Guardian of the Jungle as um, created by Fletcher Hanks. So there's a kitsch factor to it. There's a real wonky, uh, off-kilter indie uh, vibe going through it. I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I'm hoping for the best. I mean, if you're going to take – she's not iconic at all. If you're going to take a uh, fan-favorite character like that, reimagine it in the modern day – I'm going to be along for the ride. I did not get in on the single issues of this book, which is why I'm giddy that Chapter House has decided to collect the first arc or so into a trade paperback with a cover price of what? $9.99. But you are not going to pay that because you know where to go to get inexpensive comics and graphic novels. DCBService.com has it for $5.49. That's 45% off. And while you're there... Jump in on the ground floor of Season 2 of Phantoma. The first issue has a cover price of $1.99. Respect. But, I felt like Jason there for a second. But, you get it for 45% off that. You get it for $1. nine. Where are you going to find a comic that's not published by Alterna Comics for nine? It's not happening. No. No. From Dark Horse and Berger Books, uh, Foodies Take Note, It is Hungry Ghosts, number one, by Anthony Bourdain and Joel Rose. Art by Alberto Ponticelli and Vanessa Del Rey. This is a uh, four-issue miniseries. Cover price $3.99, but super smart people know DCBService.com has it for $1.99, half that. Last but not least, it's DC with Jack Kirby 100. You get all of the specials that they recently released. The new gods, the newsboy legion, boy commandos, uh Sandman, Manhunter, and Dark Side, all that good stuff. One cover, sixteen ninety nine cover price. But that's not what they're gonna pay. Do you know, David, what they're gonna pay? What was it again when it retail? Sixteen ninety nine. Eight ninety nine? You were close. I'd give it to you for that. You you could pay 50 cents more. It's okay. Um, So you save half off the cover price. My goodness. Go there. DCBService.com. There's really nowhere else to go to save this kind of money on your books. I, I raise my glass to them. Nice. Here's the part where you say, what's in that glass? You know what? I will. I'll I'll take over for Jason tonight. Vince! Yes, my friend. What are you drinking this evening? I bought this, even though I'm drinking it, (laughs) I bought this for you because this is from Yellowtail, Cabernet Merlot. Haven't you mentioned Yellowtail in the past? I could have swore you did.
2: Yes, oh, I mean, but yes, uh,
1: some time ago, but yes. you. So you have had it? What's the label? It's uh, It looks like an aboriginal drawing of a kangaroo. Yeah. It's got orange and yellow in it and some gold, yeah. and it's, it's very stylized and massively out of proportion, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a cool drawing. Um, two, 2016, crafted by the Casella family. And it says something on the back, which I can't... Oh, it is Australian. hmm In the small Australian town of Yenda, the Casella family has been making wine for generations. So there you go. And on the scale... Oh, how cute. There's a dry and sweet scale on the back with a kangaroo jumping about a quarter of the way past dry. So this is a semi-dry wine. And I think it's very damn tasty. And I bought it for you because I wanted to surprise you.
2: Oh, and you sure did. Yeah. Do you
1: save your corks? You know what? Renee is
2: not happy that I do, that I try to. We we. I have a large bag downstairs because I want to do something. I don't know if, right. if I want to make a cork board, if I want to make like, um, not coasters, but like trivets. I want to do something with them. Sure. But it's just like... Why are we saving these corks? You haven't done anything with them, and I keep looking for like, like crafts and do-it-yourself things. Like if someone made a frame that you just, you know, glue all the corks together with. And but, yeah, um, I've seen I just, people. I have it back in the
1: basement, and I haven't done anything with them yet. Who they'll buy like big ass goblets, and mm-hmm. they just, they just throw a bunch of corks in it and put it on their like living room furniture. Yes, like, just something to drunk. look at. Yeah, yeah,
2: it, it's. I, I, when I, when I open a bottle,
1: look how much I drink,
2: (laughs) look look at your drunk friend. When I open a bottle, when I close it, I just turn the cork over and shove it in. And then I put Mm. the bottle away. My wife hates that. And, and we have, we have silicone stoppers and, and she'll use those over all the, uh, you know, and, and so if, if I open up a bottle of her wine, i know not to put the cork in it on the times where i absolutely do then i see the cork like either tossed off onto the counter and replaced with her stopper or i just i, I should just know better but
1: um i would keep doing it if i were you
0: because <laughs>
1: because you want to see her kick my ass I get it. <laughs> what are you drinking
2: I am finishing this bottle, because I called the liquor store we usually go to, and they are open tomorrow for a few hours, so I'm going to restock the cellar. I am finishing a bottle of Robert Mondavi, Private Selection, aged in bourbon barrels, Cabernet Sauvignon from Monterey County in the year of our Lord,
1: 2016. Wow. See, I, I made a very special trip to the wine store and I, I had it in in my mind to get something aged in like the whiskey or the bourbon barrel <laughs> and they have nothing in in yeah my, it's i don't know what's wrong
2: with them i don't know if it's a for some of them i think it might be seasonal but you should be
1: able to find apothic inferno I, that's what I was and looking for, because somebody just put it on they the... They have it. Right. They put it on the... What was it? The Facebook or the Twitter or something? No, One on of our Twitter, friends. Um, our boy. Our boy Cliff. Yeah. Cliff did it. Right. And I said, yeah. okay, that's going to jostle my memory. I'm going to go and get this Apothic stuff. And they didn't have it.
2: You Maybe, should also get... My place uh, sucks. You should sucks. try... Um, no, they don't suck. You should... Um, because a lot of places have a distributor and some of those distributors don't get things from everything from everybody. They don't get everything from everyone. So if like um, you might just get apothic crush, whereas some of the other places might get apothic red or dark or Inferno and Inferno. You, you know what so, the problem
1: is though? I go to, th- I go to an annex of this store. The one in Scranton is small. The one in Clark summit is huge. That's like one of the main bases. It's three times the size of our store in Scranton. So if I want to get this stuff, I should make the trip to Clark Summit because I know they're going to have it, but I didn't have time tonight because I, like, I, you know, stuff happened. But anyway, mm-hmm. maybe, so I'll have time, maybe over the weekend, I'll stop in the Clark Summit store and I'll get some of a- Poth, because anything with that little extra bourbon or whiskey, is the same thing, isn't it? Bourbon and whiskey? No?
2: Bourbon is, bourbon is American whiskey.
1: Right. Okay. So anything with an extra kick... For the same or a little bit more money, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I'm good.
2: You uh you might and this is something that Cliff and I and uh Carl Slaminsky were talking about on Twitter. You might like um any of the Reds from Nineteen Crimes, which is mm-hmm. also based in Australia. Cool. Um the the bottles are pretty cool, but the the labels are all um mugshots from the from the criminals that the english sent to that penal colony known as australia <laughs> My buddy rollin's a criminal that's what it is <laughs> and it's 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 and the 19 crimes are those those 19 crimes that that you were um that you were punished for uh that would cause you to be sent away so uh but but their their reds are fantastic i i and they go down Real easy. You will finish a bottle while we
1: record. I know that's the problem. I started early. Yeah, because um, I did too. Yeah, the one of the things we're going to talk about tonight, probably the first thing, I had to make a special trip to get because, yes, I'm a DCBService.com customer, but I like to hold back on some things that I know the 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 local shop is going to have, such Mm -hmm. as special events. Um, DC or Marvel special events I won't get those through DCB service I'll make a special trip to the comic shop because I have to admit part of me misses the weekly trip to the shop and mm-hmm. uh so on this book I did not order it and I made a special trip to the comic shop specifically Comics on the Green in Scranton to get a copy of Doomsday Clock number one
0: Ah,
1: yeah. Uh, and I, that, I we're going to start with that. Yeah, if you want, I kind of jumped ahead. Do you have any thank yous? Oh, um, no. All right, so let's do this. Doomsday Clock number one. I um opted for the extra fancy schmancy lenticular cover because I'm a very much enraptured by lights and motion <laughs> so i had to have it did you see it the, the lenticular cover i did
2: somebody uh somebody on twitter went to the shop and picked up two copies uh the the main cover and the um the lentic so i did get to see the the trinity logos inside the uh
1: inside shark's mask yeah it's pretty cool and it, and the thing i like about it uh, is that it's actual Dave Gibbons art?
2: Yes, yeah, they use the uh, they use Gibbons art for um for yeah, basically that's exactly yeah it. They, um, yeah.
1: But before we get into this, I think we should state our 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 cases here, um, or at least some kind of disclaimer. Um, if you have been listening long enough to remember our talks on the before Watchmen stuff. Oh, that? I'm not a Watchmen purist. No, you are not. No, I think it's it's a uh, such a rich vein of uh, creative potential that DC should have been hap- should have been tapping the Watchmen um, mine a long time ago.
2: You acknowledge that it is a it, it is a great story. Maybe maybe argue that it's it's perfect, but it it's not. It's not the
1: be-all and all. It doesn't exist so that it can never be tapped again. Nothing is sacred. Nothing should be sacred, right? Um, But I I, I understand that there are people who feel that this book, um, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, uh, Watchmen, should not be touched. It should be isolated in a vacuum. Those fools. And and never touch it. Um, It is perfect the way it is. It, It was a product of its time, and it should be left alone. I'm not one of those people and i don't think you are either are you
2: I, <laughs> I no i think if if um i don't think i am but with a qualifier um
1: okay that's fair because
2: just because something exists and just because before watchmen exists doesn't mean i have to read it, it it's i'm glad that it's it's there for people to enjoy if they want to see what happened before the story that Alan and Dave told, it's now available for them to consume. But right, it's not something I need to read. Not that it would dilute. You know, it's it's funny. People like to argue. Well, does it does it damage the story that you read that that you enjoyed growing up? That you, you know, does it? If you look back on your shelf, did it ruin the book that you No. And, Is and, your book and melting? <laughs> right. But it, at the same time, I don't, I don't want the story I enjoyed diluted or warped because it's still because i am a comic book reader and the way i enjoy my stories i you know there's a whole thing about continuity and 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 how things fit and not everything is a standalone throwaway story this isn't the silver age anymore we got done talking about superman a while ago so it's it's this is still it's the before Watchmen stuff is based on something that these stories are taking place before a story that came out before this story was when it was published so it's it's just one of those things where i everything i need are in those 12 issues by alan and dave i don't need anything beyond that and and uh for me to especially because this is the sad part of it or or the dirty part of, of knowing about the business side of things. And it's like, listen, it's there. It's DC's to make money from and, and off of. And, you know, like Vince always says, don't give your shit away and screw Alan Moore for giving away his ideas to DC for now. having now they can do this with it, but they, they obviously can do whatever they want yep. with their property. And, and they did. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where, um,
1: Go ahead. No, finish. It, I have I have a complete thought that's predicated on something that you said, but not what you're saying now. So I'm just go, keep going.
2: It's it's a um, it, th- those twelve issues. I find a way out. I don't need to know anything that, that that came before it, and and because of the whole business side of things and it being a cash group, the fact that Alan and Dave really weren't involved in telling these stories of these characters that they in air quotes created i it's one of those things where you know why would i why would i want to read something when even though you know i'll read years worth of amazing spider-man it's not like stan and steve are still writing they're working on the stories that i'm enjoying now i mean they're very, very far removed from it but so Watchmen is a weird thing for me where i don't um it's not necessarily sacred what I have I enjoy and and the fact that I'm not I'm not throwing a pox on anybody who enjoyed before Watchmen or deigned to pick it up, but I, I'm I'm fine with what I know based on the original story.
1: Right. What I was going to add was I find it ironic that you um brought up my don't give it away mm-hmm. in in Comparison with Alan Moore on Watchmen, when these ideas aren't really his. Exactly. Right. 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 They're they're Charlton characters. They're Charlton characters. But yes. that's the thing that Alan Moore does exceptionally well. Probably the best um, ever is he takes existing concepts and makes them far far better than they originally were. Um, and if you look at his back catalog. I think his his proudest moments or his 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 finest achievements are exactly that things that he has appropriated from other yes. sources and made better. Watchmen right. being the, the the top of that mountain, Swamp Thing, um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, the League, um, the uh, Neonomicon, and um, that the, the whole Lovecraft. Um, appropriation that he takes things and adds that special Alan Moore sauce that nobody else knows the formula for it, and you know if even if they did, they could not reproduce it to taste as good as the dish that Alan Moore serves up on a constant basis. He just right. makes things better. His, his original, like even his Green Lantern stuff that he did, they're great stories, but mm-hmm. he just he he finds the thing that makes. These properties work, and he puts a totally unique spin on it and makes it his own. And in 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 his wake, everything has changed. Um, I know Zach is gonna, you know, cry foul at this, but Rorschach is a far better character than the question ever was. <laughs> no, it, it, that's just how it, like it is. But I think it, it's but but
2: is that because Rorschach only exists in those 12 issues I uh, yeah, yeah okay okay and any before watchmen issues but whereas everything you anything you could get about Rorschach happened in those 12 issues of watchmen there was no more mm-hmm. and there was there, there there wasn't anything leading up to it so that that's it so it's it's pretty much encased in that. It's 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 perfect the way it is, and it hasn't been diluted, it hasn't been picked apart, or anybody decided to, you know, have him team up with Wild Dog. It was just Oh, that'd be so cool. It would be. It's just, you know, <laughs> anything you want to know about Rorschach, it's just in these 12 issues. This is all you got. Whereas with the question, you can read the Ditko stuff. You can read the O'Neill and Skever stuff. You can, re- I mean, there's, there is, uh, Skevich did the covers, but, but the, the, the Cohen stuff, there's just,
1: they're great covers.
2: There isn't, um, the there, there or, you know, René Montoya might be your cup. So it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you have a lot of questions to choose from and, and there's going to be some highs and lows. Whereas with Rorschach, it's this is all you have. So I don't disagree with you that Rorschach is a better character, um, but Rorschach hasn't been picked apart the way Vic Sage
1: has. No, and characters are like, costumes Mm -hmm. when when alan moore wore the the rorschach costume that was his interpretation of a character that that okay he took from part from the past but mostly you know tweaked it in order to fit within this narrative that that he had devised but that's him in the the costume i don't cry foul when someone else comes in and puts on the costume the character's not going to walk, talk, act, breathe, fart, scream, die like they would when Alan Moore was wearing the costume. But that's the good thing about it, right? That that How many different creators have worn the Spider-Man costume? They all have different voices or unique voices. And we, we single out others as being, you know, more palatable than others right dan slot being the current dish that's very tasty where at least he was but i mean you know i liked it when jerry conway wore the spider-man costume most people liked it when stan lee wore the spider-man costume but what i'm saying is the the the, the characters are just mouthpieces for the creators they they can't do anything on their own They're, they're they're inert until someone comes in, picks him up and says, I'm gonna do something really special with this character. Um I'm a, I'm a good writer, but as a human being I can't help but filter some of my personality into this character or or, or tweak my sensibilities to fit what I think this character should be saying. But still it's all it's all it all goes through that that screen of Jerry Conway or Stan Lee or uh JMS or or all the people who Slott, lot who's ever worked on Spider-Man they're just wearing the Spider-Man costume. I I don't think it's a travesty that other creators have chosen to wear the Watchman costumes. I I I just think it's cool. Give somebody else a shot. That's all. Yes, it's but
2: what's what was stopping What was stopping Darwin from pitching a Phantom Lady series or Amanda and Jimmy doing a new take on Peacemaker or something? Anything that, you know, it's cool, you know, so it's it's there. It's it was one of those things at the time where it was a very elite club because oh we're working on the watchman characters and those property and and it's it, it's just it did leave a sour taste in my mouth not because not so much of the thumbing their nose at alan moore it, it was just one of those things where you know and, and i'll be hey more you get it you get an opportunity like that shit yeah strike and 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 Get on it and and you know more power to you if you can be associated to something like this, but at the same time, as weird as it may sound uh it' just it's it's like you know of all of all the things they have at their disposal of all the properties d c has it's like this is the one you're gonna it, it it's like you left and and it was just in the timing because you know it was that that was the one thing that Paul levitz was like you know this will never get touched this is just this is Alan and Dave's thing. And it was just like as soon as like before the door even closed, as Paul was walking away, they're just like, "All right, fuck it. Who's all right? We got we got Darwin, we got Jimmy, we got Edna. Like everybody's like, sweet. Let let let's. I'm not going to say let's um, violate or assault the Watchman property, but it was just one of those things where it's just like, I, it, it's just it's, it feels weird. But hey, people got cool stories out of him. I take it, and and that's that's the important thing is that we're here to read these stories and, and, right. and talk about them. So that happened. And I, whereas I'll say the Watchman idea is not sacred. I do. I do subscribe to the idea. that, and, and like you said, not every story, there's no story. No story is sacred. I do believe that not every story Needs to be told in every medium. the The comic book, The Watchman, is fantastic. It exists as a comic book. It is perfect in that package. It, it it does exactly. You got the nine panel grid. You've got you've got the slow, deliberate movements. You've got everything you need was paced and and plotted and and planned by these two guys, and they executed flawlessly. And when you have to go and either cut up the panels to turn it into a an an animated cartoon comic strip or you want to make it into a live action movie then that's that that's it loses something there and it's i mean and and this isn't Zack snyder hate adding i don't i wouldn't matter who made a watchman movie it that is one thing that i don't think ever needed to
1: be done okay i like the movie by the way but I I I So cool. I, well, yeah. mm-hmm. I will say, admit thank you. Yeah, I will admit that the movie is far inferior to the comic. The comic is this little there's no, there's... pristine jewel that, you know, shines in any kind of light. The movie is yes. is its own thing, but yeah, art is going to be exploited no matter what. And it, when when you put that layer of there's commerce on yeah, yeah, on top of it. No, the 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 things that we hold sacred as long as somebody owns the rights to them they're going to be exploited that's just the way it is unfortunately mm-hmm. but and and I don't think that the movie was entirely necessary but there was no way he it was doomed to failure from the get-go there's no way that you could ever encapsulate all of the nuances for which that story is known the, the the it's it's like dancing a poem you can't do it you you cannot approximate the, the the grandeur of one medium in another it's 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 just not possible that that's why we all like to 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 get all pissy pants when, when they say, you know, they, they took this comic and they made it into a movie and, oh, my God, it's 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 just not good. Well, it's never going to be good enough because it's another medium. It doesn't work the same. It's like a machine that doesn't work the same way as the, the other machine, right? It, it couldn't possibly right. work the same way. But they continue to do it because someone owns the rights to it. And, mm-hmm. and then they need to squeeze that, that, that sponge and get every little drip out, uh, you know, of of, of money. And it's just the way it is. It sucks. But, you know, I mean, we should expect it at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I had my way, people should be thanking their lucky stars that I am not the editor-in-chief at DC, because I would have Morpheus, well, Daniel, I would have Daniel in every single DC title. That's, they have not exploited Sandman, Anywhere near as close as I think they should have. That's that sure has been relatively untouched. The the last time we saw it was Overture, and that was Gaiman. That was the, the the that was Papa, you know, telling well, he, more stories.
0: Well,
2: didn't, didn't Daniel show up in Metal or, or or the yeah? Didn't he show up in, in right?
1: In, but again, I I just think it's because the floodgates have opened at DC. I mean. We're talking 2017. Sandman should have been exploited a long time ago. Sandman or Daniel should be like the Phantom Stranger. He should be trailing through every DC book. We should know. But they have a Phantom. They should use the Phantom Stranger. I mean, and on a different level. The fa- the Daniel does things the Phantom Stranger can't possibly do or know, right? Mm. Dan- Daniel should know things about Superman that the Phantom Stranger does not know. He's privy to the dreams, so he knows what Superman dreams.
0: As. Speaking of Superman Yes! Dreams, See how
1: I did that? What say, a segue. Woohoo! Oh uh, Yeah, so anyway.
2: You you Tuesday do it. Tuesday clock number right. one brought to you by Jeff Johns, Gary Frank as Illustrator. No no John Seibel, no Cam Smith, no Anchors, and Brad Anderson on Colors. It is um the first issue of a 12 issue maxi series um self-contained and it is yes self-contained but variant covers out the wazoo and right. you have um this is for those of you who read DC Universe Rebirth um and heard us gush about it this is um you know it's you've had teasers throughout The year, whether it's it's Saturn Girl showing up somewhere or the button, uh, but it was all leading to this. uh, And so it began today, finally. And um, I think I think it absolutely looks amazing. Um, There's it's 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 Gary Frank with some with some nice nods to Dave. Uh, but the, um, there's, there, there's no mistaking those mouths or those eyes. And, and Gary Frank just does a fantastic job. It, 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 it does employ the nine panel grid for most, most 98% of, of the issue. Yeah. Um, there's, there, there's pages that's 12. Um, but it's, it's a, um, it's, I can tell, I, I, based on this first issue, I can see why it's going to be 12. It it's, oh, it's yeah. not it's it is it's um I'm not going to say deliberate but it it's um there's the pace is not uh fast at all. And, and it's, it, I mean, we're not talking about the sloth from Zootopia, but it's still the, <laughs> the, the, there are moments where you're just like, oh, God, why are we still on this page? But
1: yeah,
2: um, it's, it's, I, I, I like the mind. I like him a lot. Uh, and you know what? I, I, okay. The, I appreciate the tweaks. I, I, it does take place after the 12th issue of Watchmen, they're letting you know what's going on, um, in the time between number 12 and this issue, number one, uh, they haven't, they don't tell you everything flat out. And, and, and I appreciate that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to read encyclopedia for my first issue. And, and there's back matter, which is pretty neat, but, uh, there's one pretty cool reveal that that happens early in the issue where uh, that's when I pretty much started to take notice. I'm like, okay, all right, they, they're not – Jeff Johns is not just going to – he's not ready issue 13 of Watchmen. This isn't a straight-up continuation.
1: Right, uh, and, and that's why I wanted to reply to him, but I didn't because I wanted to save it for the show and let him listen to it. But Jason – Sent us a message on the Slack and said, yep. "You know, I've read the first issue of Doomsday Clock, and I'm and these are his own words, so I'm I'm not paraphrasing; these are exact. Trying to do what Moore did feels like trying hard to be someone else instead of your own very accomplished self, and I, and I completely disagree with that. I don't think Jeff Johns tried to be Alan Moore." At all in this issue, other than bringing over the skeleton, uh, the structural elements of Watchmen. Yeah, the nine panel grid is here. But that's mostly it. He did, if, if you notice, the characters of um, the marionette and the mime, mm-hmm. he did exactly what Alan Moore did. For Watchmen. The mime and the marionette are Punch and Julie. Yes. From, uh, I believe it was Captain Adam, which was a Charlton book. Yeah, I think you're right. So, he, uh, you know, history repeats, and he, he, he made that, you know, he took the cap off to Alan and said, okay, I'm going to follow in your footsteps and, and appropriate some characters from Charlton to do Uh, placeholders, to do what I want them to do. Um, But other than that, I think Jeff Johns took great pains to distance himself from the way Watchmen lived and breathed. Like, the first page I I thought was a, a blatant statement that this is a different beast than what you know. Like, Yes, it starts with a very close up of the "end is here" sign, and it pulls back, and it pulls back, and and the camera pulls back like we saw in Watchmen, but mm-hmm. it doesn't coalesce into an image like Moore and Gibbons did in Watchmen. Like when they pulled back in Watchmen, you saw something that took shape over a passage of panels whether it was the button or a cityscape or something recognizable you don't get that on the first page it pulls back for six panels and then it just stops there's no payoff there's no hidden image within the the Your tracking no the, the tracking of the camera doesn't reveal right. something that is bigger. It, it doesn't reveal the the macro and the micro. You know what I mean? It, there's, there's nothing that is um, hidden from view. And then as we're pulling back, we see it take shape. That's what Watchmen did. There's none of that in this. In, in fact, he just stops. Right?
2: At the beginning. I mean, it, it does kind of pull back on the last page of the issue after the the nightmare and and and
1: uh our two yeah but it's not anything to. notable, but yeah, it's, it's just not a ruin right. it's not yeah. as
2: far as we know right now, yes, you're right and and it's and so yeah, there isn't um it's so to that yes no i i agree with you i i i get um i didn't feel that that John's was trying to write like Alan Moore or telling Alan Moore story. There were, it's, it definitely gives off that vibe. There's, there's, it's, you know, it, this is, this is for all intents and purposes, a world that, that, that Alan Moore created. So, so John's is, is working in it. Uh, But it's still, you know, Moore is a chameleon where it doesn't matter whether he's writing any of those books we mentioned earlier. You know, it's, I, I don't, I don't really like Warren Ellis, you know, you're reading a Warren Ellis comic book and, uh, or Grant Morrison comic book. You Alan Moore is so good that it, it doesn't, he's it's, it doesn't, he, he, he has certain takes that, that, that if you're a long enough fan, you, you, you may pick up on some things, but it's, it, I guess Alan Moore's voice is that he just lets the characters speak for themselves. He doesn't he, he doesn't try to uh I'm Alan Moore. I'm the writer. I'm smarter than everybody else and and my characters are going to show that to you. He just lets the
1: characters be and and Right. Uh, exactly. That's the you know, you just nailed it. That's the difference between Alan Moore and the person they most commonly compare him to or compare to him, I should say, Grant Morrison. In Alan Moore stuff, you don't get the sense that he's mirror-gazing. Right. That's what Grant Morrison does constantly. All the time. He's yeah. constantly looking in the mirror. You're so smart. You're so sexy. Everyone is, is uh, uh, in your shadow. Look at this. You are just so intelligent. Dazzle them with your prowess. Alan Moore doesn't do that. He's good enough to know, I don't need to do that. Because I am the freaking best, where Grant Morrison still has this, I'm so smart. D- you need to Google this reference because it is so archaic and so obscure that I pulled this out of a 17th century text that I found somewhere in a flea market, and I'm just going to use it in my book, and you're dumb. You're dumb for not knowing that this exists. That's not Alan Moore. Right? Right. But, I mean, you just nailed it. Like I get it right every once in a while. You do.
2: The, the, um, I mentioned Punch bunch of my marionette, um, uh, and that when we, when we meet marionette, um, we're shown the first, um, clue that, that, that everything you know if you read those twelve issues, um, things aren't the same. Things right. have changed in the time that between between the end of Watchmen, which was the late eighties, and um, and we're now a few years after that. This is the early to mid nineties, and uh, and I i liked that I, I i just
1: i we can spoil it i think we can spoil it the wait, wait, let, let's just give them some time and say if you haven't read the first issue yes. of doomsday clock fast forward a little bit because we're going to spoil it
2: when Rorschach shows up at a um at a prison, he, he he's on a job, and you find out that you know who who hired him for this job, or who he's working with, not for, never for. Uh, <laughs> he he uh, <laughs> that, that, those are some great pages, man. Yeah, uh, Rorschach shows up in prison to break someone out. That that someone being the marionette. Um, so when he when he sees her. And she sees him, she's, she's livid and, and, um, she doesn't trust him. And Rorschach saying, listen, this, you're not, he still kind of has the same mannerisms. He still has the same, um, speech patterns. Uh, it's, it's, it's so it's very M plus, I'm sure the mask muffles it. So it's very hard to tell if this person isn't the same, but the, um, marionette demands that, uh, this Rorschach prove that what he's saying is true and that he is not that same person. And he does by removing the glove of his left hand and showing that skin color be a tad darker than Ernie Kovacs. And, and, and it is the hand of we'll say a black man. And he, uh, The he's he's telling her what he doesn't know what the job is just that he she is needed and her payment for this job will be the low she'll find out where her son is and so she's she's down with it except she won't just straight up leave she needs to leave with her husband right who is the mime and i I thought his introduction and and her her build up to to his character to his personality I love those pages i i uh you know because he 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 plays possum and he uh there are other inmates since since the prison is basically wide open now and 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 the inmates have left their cells um they are uh they grab the on pull him out of his cell start beating up them Start, start beating on him wife shows up and says we're leaving and uh and they don't they really don't have time for this and Rorschach keeps explaining that you know listen we don't no time for games we got to go we have there's there's even though my watch is slow I don't know what's going on but we got to get out of here times are <laughs> wasting uh she she says listen he's just he, this is his thing he's got to do his whole performance it's 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 what he does and he um he pretty much goes goes full ballet Frank Castle on these Brutal. dudes. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> and and kudos to Gary Frank for being able to use just the, the static images between the expression on my man's face, his body language, what he's doing with his hands, to get the point across. She doesn't really need to tell you. She doesn't need to tell us. What he's doing what he's looking for you can you know just based on on what he's doing that um and, and in that regard i think jeff johns and, and gary frank work work well together i i don't know what the script was like i'm sure we'll find out and what the eventual directors cut but it's a um yeah it's it, you know, it was it, it
1: i was I, I have never considered gary frank all that expressive of an artist Okay, he's an elegant draftsman. Yep. I, I I would marvel at the precision he brought to his images. Um, but here, he surprised me. the the yeah. faci- The facial expressions in this issue are amazing. Mostly um, from the marionette, like there's a wide range of expression on this woman there's surprise there's anguish there's um severe anger revulsion like when he hands her the 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 payment and she goes oh it's sticky and you know just that upper like that billy idol upper lip curl thing you know and then she's like then she segs into this kind of like sultry like she's working them at one point and she's sexy as hell and then when he shows her the picture of the the child she's she she segs from su- surprise to anger very quickly and the anger is just like brutal she're her. Teeth are, she's gritty yeah. no i just think it's a very wide range of expressions that that Gary Frank has on display here but when the the mime is done with his dance and he's like ta da <laughs> you know that look on his face it's like yeah. it's priceless it really yeah. is but um one of the things that I don't normally associate with Watchmen is humor. Mm. But it, but in this issue when um after he's done with his little his little dance and, and she's like we can't leave without his weapons and Rorschach's <laughs> like Alright you know whatever we'll go get his weapons So he goes to a locker and the mime opens it and the locker's empty and Roystock's like Geez, they must have they must have got everything out of here before you get you know whatever there's nothing in there and the mime reaches in and he's miming putting on weaponry and then he, he looks like he's you know he's either got a gun or he's adjusting a tire or, or something right and
2: he's yeah no, he's he, he the goes through in the this
1: this whole this whole pantomime of of equipping himself and, and Rorschach looks at him and says, "You have big problems <laughs> Like I loved that one panel, that that made the cover price very much worthwhile for me. That just that one panel, I laughed nice. out loud. The the old LOL. Yeah, I thought
2: I said that's because I would never. I wouldn't. You know, the old Rorschach and 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 say Night Owl. They they might have conversations, and but that Rorschach never gave the impression that. which, this is right off the bat when when he's going through the prison and he finds the marionette it it even though the word balloons were shaped the same and and the the phrasing may have been the same there was definitely a difference between what we we knew before this issue and and the way this this Rorschach kind of carries himself and it, it just it wasn't quite apparent right at the beginning but as he's still talking to her, especially when he's talking about the watch and 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 no time, and it's just it. it there's there's there were little there were signs that that something. It not that it's not still serious, but there were signs of life that we didn't see before. And yeah, like you said, when, once we get to that, <laughs> him, him loading up his weapons and and Rushak, I thought he's got big problems. That was that that's
1: yeah. And then we get to the car
2: and anything he's but been there, living.
1: It and, there is a difference between this Rushak. Rorschach- And and Alan Moore's. The the Kovacs would not have let the watch rule him. Like the the watch in this issue, the watch doesn't work right. It doesn't tell the correct time. Kovacs would never have put up with that. He would have demanded that the watch or got another watch. He he would have he would not have been beholden to a device that did not perform adequately. This guy is I don't know if it's just his current situation where he's he relinquishes, you know, the himself to the fact that okay the watch doesn't work right I'm stuck. I I, I you know whatever. But I don't think our and I and that's very telling that I say our Rorschach wouldn't he wouldn't put up with it. He would just right. get a watch from someone else. Like they like beat somebody down and take their watch. But um and, we and didn't set is... it up adequately. I don't think the, um, the, 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 framework of this thing is that Vitz magnum opus, his, um, attempts to unite humanity under the common threat of the alien menace. Didn't go over as planned. Right. Um, it's, it's realized that it was a ruse. It was a lie. Um, and, uh, people are pissed off they they think he's a liar and a criminal uh the most wanted man in the world the um the doomsday clock has not stopped it did for a period when when veet did his thing but now the the uh the wormy underbelly of this rotted thing is revealed and and people seg into their their you know the way the world works. Uh man against man, brother against brother, the the uh the launch codes have been activated, people are fighting, people are getting assassinated. It's not a pleasant place in which to live this world. Um there there's a lot of strife, a lot of political unrest, and um like the original Watchmen was which was written during the Reagan era, right? Yeah. This um, mirrors some of the uh, concerns of the uh, and I, God, I even hate to say this. The current
2: administration.
1: Yeah, let's leave it at that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I I don't want to put that name on it because no, it just no. makes me feel bad. Uh, it, it puts me in a in a some kind of way. Um, mm-hmm. the, the current administration. So, in in that respect, yeah, it does. This beast does walk and talk a little bit like the the, the animal uh, from which it's modeled. but um, So things are not good. It's very dire. And uh, Rorschach thinks that, or he believes that this um, marionette and mime could help him to locate the one person that he believes to be crucial in setting things right. And that's Dr. Manhattan. And uh, as David said, Rojasch is working with, never for. The man who instigated all the change, in mm. the original, twelve uh, issue maxi series. Mister That was amandius. He's not. You no, know, it's
2: it's, and this is um. This is one of those. Magneto. Submariner, <laughs> Daredevil, kind of things. I used to, when I when I first read Watchmen, and I wasn't aware of of Ozymandias. Um, I I in my mind as I'm reading it, it was Ozymandias, and it and it's still. It, it's very hard for me to shake it, even though you know I've heard it said, um, in the movies and everywhere else. But it, it's still one of those things where I see it. And I see Ozymandias, and I'm like, but that's not it. And I, well, gotta, I, I, I have
1: to... I think it's tomato-tomato. We still get the, I, the the gist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Who cares? But it, it's still one of those things where, you know, if you said it out loud, someone's going to look at you and be like, the fuck? So, Whatever. Um, We're too a, old to uh, care. <laughs> say again?
1: We're too old to care. That's, you're right. We're really I, not. I'm, Who cares? Uh,
2: there, is a, um, there is another reveal... That um, Mr. Beat I, I guess, I guess this is his guilty conscience. This is uh, the buyer's remorse. He, um, he, uh, aside from being an asshole, he could be. Well, his intentions working. were good, though. His intentions he's, were good because he's he's in the middle of. All right, when 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 they show up and and V introduces himself to everybody to to, the, to our happy couple, uh, and there you know this is another thing where I I applaud Frank's use of just subtlety when when she confronts V and and is basically ready to 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 haul his ass to the authorities. Because they'll get a hefty reward. Mm-hmm. The mime tosses a screwdriver in the air. Her back is to him as she's walking up to Viet, and she reaches out in the next panel mm-hmm. to catch it, and then shoves it under his nose. So right. it's 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 I it, that that's that you know it's, it's like they
1: are him. of one mind it, exactly, yeah. and,
2: and it wasn't. It, you don't see. You don't see motion lines. It wasn't connecting one panel to the next because they're on different. They're they're on, they're on the. You know, I can't even think of the word. They're on it's it's they're on the next line. So it's not like it's it's. It was just one of those things where she's talking, and you could probably just read the word balloons and and see her face without paying any other attention to what's going on. But while that's happening, and, and Rorschach looks at him, be- looks at the mind because he saw him. Tossed the screwdriver, but it was... And, and, and I think Rorschach's probably like the reader in that regard, where it's like, okay, well, that was impressive. And, uh... She's... She's threatening Veet, and, and, um... He... He says, listen, you know, I... I, um... While he's... He, he's talking to her, he's also paying Rorschach a compliment, which, um... Which rorschach isn't ain't got no time for that um and he says uh, and 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 he's like oh, i i didn't mean to upset you and rorschach just says i'm not upset <laughs> not yet and when he says it my boy's cat that's a lynx this is yes his, <laughs> his new lynx is his his because it's we already know what happened to the old one unfortunately yeah uh the because he he's holding his pet and 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 while he's having a conversation with everybody, uh but as soon as Rorschach says that you know the tone changed and and regardless of what you may hear through the mask it was very um you you got the gist and and so the lynx reacts jumps out of veet's arms and and he's like uh, Let's start over here. And yeah, but look at Ozymandias'
1: right. arm. He's clutching Rushok's jacket. Yeah, he... And he, and he, he looks, looks down. This. He's like, uh, okay.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm not upset. And the Lynx have... is
1: like, oh, fuck this. I'm out of yeah. here. <laughs> I can't even... I don't... I, don't, I just... I know this bad news. So. But that's the thing. What is this guy capable of? That... I mean, when he... Enter, uh, yes... The 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 lore and the mythology of Rorschach is is legend at this point. He he enters the prison, and like even hardened criminals are like, no no no, uh-uh, I'm done. I'm I'll see you. It's Rorschach. I'm just going to go back and sit in my cell. So like he doesn't even have to raise a finger. What is this guy capable of? That he can make V, who is pretty formidable on his own, right? Take okay, all right. I'm sorry. I jumped over the line a little bit. I'm just going to step back, and then we'll start again. Like, I think it one of the, one of the most anticipatory things for me is to see what Rorschach's potential is. Like, why do they consider this guy such a badass? This is not the same character that we know. This is a black man. This is a man who God knows how he got. In this, in the in the Rorschach guys, what mm-hmm. what brought him to this? That's something I want to know. But I also like this is a payoff that John's better deliver on, because if you make Ozymandias pause and all these cr- <laughs> like there's there needs to be something super formidable about this character. You just can't say like uh oh it's Rorschach like that only goes so far. It's like right. Wolverine. I'm the best there is at what I do. Batman, you, 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 yeah. you Right. You better show him being the best he is at what he does or being the master detective. You. We need to see that. I, I need to see Rorschach. I, I think we will. I, I know we will because Johns is is uh, so accomplished that he knows you put that gun in the first issue. You better see it go off somewhere before the issue 12, right? Um, now, I... Uh, the 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 nine panel grid is not an easy format in which to work It it's just not it, it no, it's, it's, it's very demanding you have a, a vertical composition that does not lend itself well to a vast expanse of information it's very tight uh it's it's very intimate i think gary frank milked it for all it was worth um, especially, I'm going to call it the Smallville page, but it, it's <laughs> it's the, it's the twelve panel grid where mm-hmm. Clark is in the 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 truck with Ma and Pa Kent, and he's going to the the dance and he's not comfortable in the in the in the suit and Ma's like you know come on buddy you look handsome get in there go go see Lana, and and he goes into the dance and he sees Lana and and lana's dancing with someone else okay. almost kissing someone else
2: well he's no i think he, they they were just he was feeling it he was just making those duck lips the um that's the thing and and yes well okay so before before the smallville page before we change locations um will we find out that that beat has cancer and he's trying to to make amends uh
1: I wonder what kind of cancer.
2: Hmm. Well, you know, I, who else? He keeps grabbing did, his
1: head, though. I bet she has a brain tumor.
2: Well, it's spreading. It wouldn't surprise me because it, 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 He did, and and it hurt, and and um, and the thing is, it's um. Didn't didn't Doctor Manhattan's wife mm-hmm. have cancer? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I, I I I wonder if most of the the, the our 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 heroes um, may have succumbed to a disease thanks to uh, thanks to their <laughs> companion, but
1: that one panel. Uh, What's wrong with him? He's an asshole. He's an asshole. That's it. And, and, and
2: yes, and I also have kids, but yes, and and, and you know, Rorschach it, zero fucks like this
1: is. Um, no, this he does stupid. not care. He doesn't it, care at all. Uh,
2: so so. Basically, and and V'd only wanted the marionette, but he had a feeling that she would also bring her husband, uh, yeah. regardless of of Rorschach's um, uh, hesitation, and 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 he um the, he tells him the job, which is to um they 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 need to find. Doctor Manhattan, and that's the end of the the Watchman portion of the issue because then we're um, we're in Metropolis, where we see a a, a sleeping Clark Kent uh, next to Lois Lane, where Clark is having a dream which turns into a nightmare, but he's having a dream, um, and. You know, I, I love Gary Frank for doing this because he he did it pre do fifty two. Uh, it's not as severe here, obviously, because Clark is younger when he's in Smallville, but also when on the few pages we see with Clark. But I, I, I love the fact that Gary Frank draws Superman and Clark can't, to look like Christopher Reeve. Um, yep. And and so Clark. Shows up, goes to the dance. Um, she says, "You know, go go see Lana." And and uh, but she went. Pete took Lana. Um, I'm sure she's saving you a dance. And and I guess um, he was hoping to maybe, like Ma said, if she's saving you a dance, and he was going to walk in and and maybe ask her for a dance. But she's in a gray old mood and 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 dancing with Pete. And um. He don't look too happy, but then we cut to Ma and Pa driving back to the farm after dropping Clark off. And then something that I never saw happen before happens, which then wakes Clark up, who is actually floating above the bed. Um and
1: But you don't really get a sense that he is. I don't think that the the distance between Lois and Clark was pushed. No, it was to the limit it wasn't. that it should have been. No,
2: no, definitely not. Because we're we just we we see a close up of his face, and then and then her 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 hand reaching up to him. But it, you can't even really. It would look like it 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 looks like he's he's on his pillow, and then right. Well, that's the problem with the
1: with the horizon with the vertical composition. It's tough to do that. Plus the bird's eye view. Right. It's, it's, he did he did it as as well as he could within the confines of that panel. Like to to show. Clark floating and Lois down below. Yeah, maybe in the third panel on the top, he could have made Lois a little smaller, right. just just to get a distance between the two. But it's a very demanding format. It really is. Yes. I think he did I a am. good job with it. But on the previous page, the you, you if you are working within a nine-panel grid, um. And, and I, I can't say that Frank did this through the whole issue. If you're going to break character, let's say, and, and, and use a panel that's larger than those in the nine-panel grid, it better be of massive importance. On the page mm-hmm. where the truck crashes, that's fine. You, you take all those three panels and show... Um, a wide horizontal of that truck crashing—that is a big beat. But when when Rorschach and Marionette and the mime are are walking, and they're going, um, it, it was the whole the whole scene with the left or the right tunnel. Yeah, like the top panel. I think that's totally wasted. That that he used three panels to do that, where he could have he uh, he used one panel. To do that, where he could have used three, I just think it's not a big enough beat to use to break character and go into the a wider panel. You know what I mean?
2: I don't think that was Frank. I think that was
1: Johns. Well, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. But um, I, I always tell my kids, and I hate to call them kids because that's what teachers <laughs> call their kids. It's true. Um, the bigger the panel, the the more import it has yeah. in terms of the yeah. narrative if if you're going to show someone picking up a phone you're not going to use a wide horizontal to do it you're going to do something that's very compact and you know to the point where i mean frank pretty much follows that rule for this entire issue with one or two exceptions like the golden gate bridge or the the bridge mm-hmm. the appreciates
2: yeah. the uh
1: the the Manhattan, the, but, you, yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't think it's the Brooklyn Bridge, but yeah. The Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, I, just, I don't know, I'd say Golden Gate. That, I think, was unnecessary. It's just too long. It, it's too, it, it, it's a It's a distracting vertical when you have all these small little verticals. Well, you had
2: everybody leaving the city, evacuating, and then just this one lone car, which is theirs, driving into the city. Um
1: Yeah. Uh, and, then it it, got, and then
2: we got to offset that by two rows of, of six panels where you see them pulling off into the alley and then going down a manhole.
1: Right, but look how good he, how well he does that. Like the the, the panel that says this is a mandatory evacuation. Yep. There's a lot of detail in that panel, yeah, and there's yeah. not a whole lot of room in which to, to pull off that detail. But he does it. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Like the, it, it's nitpicky. But the 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 panel on the page before, where the the punchline, where Rorschach says perfectly, all right, I'll give him two panels for that because it was a it was a punchline, more or less. It was a big beat. You can have that. But some of I mean some of it doesn't really play by the rules. The 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 panel that Veet walks into the 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 light, so to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take four panels. That mm-hmm. needs it, you know. But the pa- on the preceding page where they're walking in and um, Marionette says, no way, you don't need two panels for that. I it's, think that was also a show.
2: To, it's kind of
1: the – That could have been two, two panels, panels. But it though.
2: makes it, – it 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 gives the sense that they're walking into a bigger room.
1: Right. I, I get that. Yeah. But so I'm, I, you know, I, I'm still not committed to that one, but the V one definitely, um, it, it's just that if you are going to work within a certain time signature, like if, you know, if you're going to constantly produce your work in a 4-4 four, four beat and you discard that 4-4 four, four beat for like, say, something f- faster, it better be... Worthy of of that different times change where I don't think a lot of the panels in this first issue are worthy of The change in 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 speed, let's just say mm-hmm. But that's okay. I mean, you know, it's it, it's it may be just another instance where the creative team says yeah we're just gonna break out of this nine panel grid on occasion just because I don't know if that's a good enough reason, but it's a reason, you know. Uh, the uh, the the light shining into Lois and Clark's apartment. I don't think that needed two panels. But... <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, is... I I don't I, find I... a fault in it. But but if you're going to break character, there better be a damn good reason for you doing it. And I don't think that's a good reason. Just showing light coming into an apartment.
2: I mean, I guess the other way would just be to, to, to cut it up into two panels. And yeah, just I have. would but rather see that. Panel, exactly. Then nothing's happening. It's just light coming into a room.
1: Right, right. I would rather see that. Uh, I probably would, too.
2: Um, but but the thing is, is that breaking Scott McCloud's rules because now you have a gutter, and, and, and that's supposed to denote a passage of time, and, and you're supposed to take a pause. It's not – whereas with that – Right, but we don't panel, know –
1: If the light coming in... We don't know if the light coming in the panel on the left is the same as the light coming in through the panel on the right. It could denote a passage of time. It could be an hour between the two. We don't know. But that's okay. The... uh, Every panel transition denotes a passage of time. If it doesn't, it's not working right.
2: And, And the top panel, when they're walking through the sewer that could have been three panels with their whole, with, with each of them saying with, with her and Rorschach having their conversation and it still would have, I think that would have been a better passage of time. It than would just have been a more elegant way of,
1: panel. right, it would have been a more elegant way of presenting it where if we just had Marionette and Mime in the first panel with the two dialogue balloons, nothing in the middle with just no trailing Mm -hmm. off outside of the panel and then rorschach in the third that would have been a really nice way to do it
2: that would have been cool that would have been cool yeah
1: um but you know what on the same page though i don't want to pick apart gary frank's or 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 john's panel transitions yeah everything could be better you know we could find more creative solutions to everything but But this was produced on a on a on a on a time frame they had to get this out i think under the constraints that they worked under, and I don't think there was a gun to Gary Frank's head, but I'm just saying, this issue looks magnificent.
2: Well, considering how long, yes, it does, it absolutely looks magnificent, and, and considering how long ago DC Universe Rebirth came out, I'm pretty sure, and I don't think Gary Frank's been doing a whole lot between then and this issue. This is pro- I don't know how many issues ahead he is, but I, I'm, yes, there was a time frame, and and. and they have to get this done, but I think he had quite a bit of lead time.
1: Yeah, one panel, I, think, I, I find very curious, and I think it's brilliant. And I'm I'm hoping that it was done intentionally. Was when they're underground and they go through the tunnel and they see the door, and it says "danger, flood door." Mm-hmm. That's one panel. Yes, but it's really two. If you yes. lo- if you look. If you look at the, where the where the, the doors the meet, that's exactly yeah. the same. It's it's on a same a vertical line as the it panel is. transition below it. So yeah. it's one panel, but it's really two. And the way that that the danger is broken up, that it's Dan on one side, Jur on the other. That's a brilliant panel. I I'm I'm really hoping like that it. was int- intentional. I'm sure it was. Yeah. No, it's. All in all, I thought this issue was phenomenal. i, I there it was are... it was far better than I ever hoped it would be.
2: Same. Uh. Same. Absolutely. Uh two panels that I get a kick out of aside from the ones we mentioned earlier, the um Rorschach telling the mime not to point imaginary guns at him. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh. when when they show up at at Night Owl's lair, uh, she, marionette, is at the foot of the steps, looking up at Night Owl's costume, and then the next panel. I love that Frank did this. It's like when she was looking up because she had her she she had her finger up to her lip and or, or, or to her teeth, doing that whole sultry thing, but. She's at the foot of the steps. The next panel, she has her hand on the rail and then kind of just like leaning back with yep. her arm behind her. And, yep. and I absolutely love
1: that. That's one of my favorite panels in the whole book. Oh, my God. That body language is perfect. Yep, yep. Yes. You nailed it. Yep. I love that panel. And I I also love the fact that the creative team considered – what was going on in that panel so important that they didn't stop that transition from happening even though the major reveal happens in that panel. Yeah. Not not the next one. Viet is talking in that panel. Yeah. We get the reveal off panel. It's it's even like an afterthought. No, he's not. That's V <laughs> talking. Yep. And then yeah. the next page obviously is the big, you know, look at me. I'm back, bitches. No, I think <laughs> yeah, this is this was let's be honest. The 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 Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons shoes are massively difficult to fill. Mm-hmm. It's just no one has ever done it. No one will ever do it. But I think Johns and um Frank and Anderson have done Pretty much as well as they possibly could have. I think it's safe to say. Yeah. 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 The, um, the, I, I, it's not, it's not a disappointment in any stretch.
2: No, no. I, um, I will be reading the next issue. No, no doubt. Um, there were, there were a couple things in the back matter, um, which mostly contain newspaper clippings, but, um, that kind of play into what happened earlier in the issue,
0: because
2: mm-hmm. Rorschach asked, "Why, why doesn't he talk? If um, if um, uh, yeah. did he say dad? He um, he asked if uh, blah, 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 blah. He shoot." Um uh, he, he, he said he wanted to know basically who um who took Mime's tongue. And she says, you know, he, he did it himself, but there's a um there's an ad in the back with the newspaper clippings for um Dad's combination plier six tools in one. And there's also an ad for Schrodinger's clock and watch repair. Yes. And I mean as well as morning joe's which is where Rorschach was trying to get get breakfast and that was a and and that gave and that was something that 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 early internal monologue could have I think it was very easy to think that that was the Rorschach we all know and love,
1: right? It was in the same voice. It was. Yeah. yeah. So, but big picture, the before Watchmen stuff, there, there was very little. I I shouldn't say very little. There there was a medium amount of risk with that. I mean, obviously it ticked a lot of people, a lot of purists off that they were going back to the Watchmen well. But prequels are more easily ignored than sequels. I think the Doomsday Clock, cl- creatively, is more dangerous a proposition than before Watchmen. Where the, the prequels dealt in information that we pretty much already knew, we, by the time Watchmen happened, we knew where these characters were and who they were and, and, you know, um, their, their capabilities and, and things that led them to this time. And that was just fleshed out a little bit more in, mm-hmm. in before Watchmen. Now, this Doomsday Clock is a bona fide sequel to Watchmen. And I think the dangers, the creative dangers are much more dire this time around, than they were with before Watchmen. So, it remains to be seen how the fandom is going to accept this thing. Where before Watchmen, we didn't have the Trinity shoehorned into the Watchmen universe. Mm -hmm. Now, with Doomsday Clock, that's becoming a reality. I mean, it's right on the cover. Right?
2: So, Well, depending on the cover you have, but yeah.
1: And there's yeah, there's, well, yeah. And there
2: was the um, and there was the Superman cover one.
1: Yeah, but but now this is the, the DC is saying, no holds barred. This is in DC continuity right now. Look at this. Is it though? Because yeah, I
2: don't know. Oh, I think I, and, so. And I say, I say, I don't know, because how did? That's not how as far as i know and and please tell me if 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 i'm wrong that's not how i remember the kent's
1: dying no 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 you're right which that was the big question mark in this issue like when that truck hit the tree i was like did i miss a couple issues somewhere
2: (laughs) that's a pretty severe accident and then clark's like Oh, you know, that I just, you know, relived when my parents died. I was like, wait, what? Who did what, yeah, right. the last time the last time Jeff Johns was a superman that I remember, dad died of
1: a heart attack. Right, right, right. Which means this could be one of the multiple Earths. I don't know. Well it remains to be seen. But what I'm saying is you have But the, the fact
2: that there is a Superman in this story right, means right, that right, right, right. we are now anchoring it to Yes.
1: Well, you know and love. Right. Um, and the fact that Doc Manhattan has been blamed for all of the new fifty two that was just Doc Manhattan fucking with the d c universe, which I think is a brilliant way to explain uh away a bunch of stuff that nobody read
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really in essence,
1: right you know there there were books that people glommed onto, like um Batman, of course. And other things, but by and large, New Fifty Two, after the, the initial salvo, largely went ignored, and and we're just going to blame it on Doc Manhattan. That's that's pretty smart. Mm. It kills two birds with one stone. It exploits a property they should have been tapping for years, and it fixes it puts a a, a creative band aid. On something that they would rather have, uh, that they would rather leave to history and not, you know, let's not get into that. I don't know. I, I think it works for me. Uh, it, yes. It's. Yeah. Um, but I'm not yeah, hard I, to please when it comes to D.C. you what? I'm not hard to please when it comes to D.C. It's true. I'm That's not. True. I
2: like the, uh, this issue is
1: dedicated to Lynn Wayne. Yeah, that was kind of sad. Um, I don't and- think it should have been on a black background. I should have. It should have been on something a little bit more celebratory. Like black is sorrowful and mournful, and ah, what's the word? funereal. Like it, it's just doom and gloom. I think it should have been on uh, maybe a, a blue background. Like you know, okay. thanks, Len. Thanks for all, everything you've done. But whatever. I
2: still they, and 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 they show um, there's some some upcoming covers, and I still kind of it's 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 a cool image, but I, it just it it um, makes me chuckle that uh, Batman's going to sit in his cave sipping his coffee, wearing his cowl and his gloves while he's reading a journal. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> How about the Joker cover? Do you the, the Joker actually... cover is kind of sick, man. Do you actually think that's the Joker? I think well, that like,
2: may—I don't—I I don't know.
1: I think that may be the to mime Batman watch Watcher. Uh, we'd have to see the color of the hair. Well, even if I mean he as could dye it, he could
2: color it. Yes, yes.
1: Um, but everything's up in the air now. I, I mean, don't know. The face—it is it, it looks too skinny to be the mime. The mime's kind of—I don't know. We'll see. But regardless. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're, we're optimistic so far. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think all three of us are,
2: I, I think, uh, based on Jason's note, I think I, he's not, he's not the type to, to write this off after one issue. Um, right. especially after he hears us, Gus your batter, he'll yeah. want to, you know, see what he missed, but, um,
1: especially hear us talk an hour and a half about this holy crap yes and and, yeah. and
2: and we and and we didn't you know superman was mentioned but it wasn't the burnt superman but the uh
1: this is um, the burnt
2: superman though come on oh yeah no I, yeah. I, I i agree i i like the um the essential graphic novels checklist um at the end and there was um there's a bunch of justice leaguers and some blonde haired dude in orange shirt who doesn't look like any aquaman in any movie that i'm about to see
1: that's not in mine just, oh
2: that's i no i oh, i didn't go to a comic shop i think it's the uh oh, I, okay. the
1: I don't think this is a tyvek cover but i was i was looking at the cover Painting and yep, and the way the light hits it it makes a vertical highlight on the issue and as you bend the cover the highlight trails across the front of the issue i was actually mesmerized for a bit like i lost myself in this cover that's cool. I was just bending it and shit and watching the highlight just travel across the cover. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm easily distracted by bright, shiny things. And <laughs> I am, I'll be honest. Uh, I th- I thought this Gibbons lenticular cover, this is just pretty amazing. Because it, 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 it harkens to the time when Rorschach's face, the pattern did change. And it's, it's, you know, let's say current technology where I can actually move a piece of paper and get a different image. It, it's amazing to me. It's a melding of two different worlds, mm-hmm. so to speak. But, um, all right, enough about this. We, we are in agreement. Uh, doomsday clock number one was a very fine start. And, and we're all, I don't want to put words in my friends' mouths. But we're, we're pretty stoked um, from the get-go. And we're, we'll be following it. So you just stay tuned. We'll talk more about it. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Hey, guys. This is Daniel White. And I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 508 episodes. I mean, that's amazing. You know, I mean, because, like, 500 is a lot, but... Whatever, that's like not a big deal. But you did the 500 and then you did eight more. That is something to be applauded and cherished because that's what I do with every single one of those shows is like it's a moment, you know. I don't know about anybody else, but when a new one comes out, I save it for the time when I'm just going to be at my desk drawing and listening to you guys. You know, other shows, other podcasts, I'll listen to on the go and on the subway and in the train and all that business. But when I see a new EOC pop up, it's something to be waited for, for the moment where I can give it my full attention. And I mean, that's maybe the best compliment I could give you guys, because there's so many compliments to give. That's the problem. And that's, I think, what took me so long to... To send something like this, because it's like, what do I, what do I say that like, I, I can't, either, you know, just say to you guys already, or haven't said already, but maybe that's it. I mean, when each show comes up, it's, it's a special moment, and it sounds like it is with you guys too when you record. You know, maybe that's, maybe I'm just feeding off of that energy. You know, it's not just. Hey, this is the rundown, or this is the thing, or this is whatevs. You know, it's it's a moment for friends to get together, and talk, and for us to listen, and I really appreciate it uh, so much. So uh, I love you guys, and I just hope everything's okay. And 508 episodes, I mean, holy fuck, jeez, you know, that's amazing. Do 508 more, and then that'll give you. 8 plus 8 is what? 16? um oh, 14? Oh, I'm not good at math. I like to draw. I don't do stuff like that. Fuck it. Keep going. Never stop. And just, uh... I hope you guys are well. Okay. Alright. Bye. Bye.
1: We have, we have more to talk about. What you got? What do I have? You really want to hear me talk now? I was hoping you'd talk, but I—I'm I, not saying
2: I did the heavy lifting, but I—I—you I, had me taken away at the all start. All
1: right, so. all right. I, I have um, for this episode. I have nothing but image. Well, from I, this point forward. Ah, yeah. I've read nothing that is not published by Image. Um first off, I want to talk about a book that took me completely by surprise. And okay. I am I am stoked and very pleased that I jumped on the bandwagon and ordered it in single issues from the start. That's a it's a gamble with image books. Uh because uh for those of you who do not pre-order your books, you don't get to see the first issue until after the third has been solicited, so you've already paid for three before you see issue one. So there's a bit of a gamble when when jumping in on the ground floor on single issues, and I did jump in on a book written. This is the creative team on this book. I find mind boggling. Um, it's written by James Asmus. Joe Keating, Christopher Sabella, and Joshua Williamson. Four different writers, yes each of which is in charge of a different narrative in the book. Uh, there, there are three different narratives and a grand overarching narrative. So, I, I mean, you could tell that the, the California one is done by a certain individual, but I don't know who's writing each string that is trailing through this narrative. But um, all of it is illustrated by Joe Infernari and color art by Jordan Boyd. The book in question is called Evolution, and I have read the first issue. And I think David has read it as well. I have read it as well. Awesome. Um, I have put not only the cover of the issue in the image gallery on 11oclockcomics.com, if you go to the, the post that uh, details the specifics of episode 508, you will see a gallery. And within that gallery, you not only see the cover for Evolution, you also see uh, a text page and why did i put that in there because the graphic design of this first issue is dripping with 80s goodness i had to put it in the color just the way they 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 laid out the typography it looks like to my eyes the um packaging for a really bad videotape and i love it because of that um but I, as I was reading this thing, I thought, man, this issue's is crawling with David Cronenberg. I love oh, David. Yeah. I love Dave and Cron- David Cronenberg. Um, the, that straight up body horror that um, he's so famous for. But as, as I was reading it again, um, yeah, I went through it twice because it's dense. I thought of organ. A movie by uh, K. Fujiwara. It's a Japanese horror movie. It's um, again the Japanese are very much um, enraptured by body horror. Uh, do your homework. You'll find out. Um, so, with the text pieces that are in the back of this book, a lot of the the creative team jump in and say, "Hey." How you doing? This is who I am. Um my suspicions were confirmed when uh Joe Infernari said, Yeah, he dropped the Cronenberg name more than once. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a Canadian, Cronenberg's Canadian. He's like, Yeah, I love David Cronenberg. That's where I was coming from on this issue. Uh this is an inspiration to me. So on multiple instances he he dropped that Cronenberg name. So I just I just felt comfortable that Okay, I'm home. This is my, my safe spot. And I know Cronenberg shouldn't be a safe spot for most people, but for me it is. Um, there's a name that is uttered in this issue. Um, it's called Progressus. Is that how you would pronounce it, David? Progressus? Um
2: I I actually looked it up. Uh,
1: yeah, I looked it up too. Yeah, per- progresses. Yeah, yeah. And and what is that the Latin for? Um, Do you know?
2: Pro- yes, um, progenitor. It's um, yeah, because I, I I started to crap. I didn't write anything on
1: this. Point. I got it. I got it. The, it is the Latin for "gone ahead." Yes, yes, which is, yeah, for evolution, yes. And, that, and, and conceptually, it's very important because evolution, all of the narratives that trail through this thing, um, detail a quantum leap in human evolution, genetics, uh, conforming or adapting to one's surroundings, and in, in, in all of the narratives, it's a major leap and and I'll tell you why. Um, the thing begins with a doomsday cult. There's a ritual going on. Um, you have your acolytes there. And, and they, they wear these odd, handcrafted, um, hastily stapled and glued and taped and sewn together cube headgear. Like, they're cubes, right? Um, they have them on, uh, on their heads. And and we're peering through this curtain, and and we're seeing a large room, probably a theater, maybe an auditorium of some kind. And and it's filled with these cube-headed cultists. And and in the center of the room, arms outstretched, and, and as if she's waiting to embrace this infernal blessing, you get this naked, hooded woman. Uh, and in the foreground, there's uh, a Snidely Whiplash type character, uh-huh. and and he has a mask, but but it's an organic mask. It looks like an organism, organic mask. Anyway, uh, this living thing, and he, and he places the mask on either his or the woman's face. We're not entirely sure. Um. And the end of the world begins. And just with that splash page leading into the issue, I thought, "All right, you got me. <laughs> you ha- you have got me in one page." Um, the the graphic design, as I said, is straight eighty schlock. Um, but the issue, at large, focuses on three locations. And, and each of those is written by a different writer. You have Philadelphia. That starts it off. You got Dr. Abe Hurley, who steals drugs from a hospital pharmacy. And uh, he receives a very interesting patient. This young boy whose mother uh, claims has suddenly stopped suffering from symptoms related to asthma. Poof. He just got better. You know, he was wheezing and coughing and struggling, and now he's not. And uh, upon examining the boy, Hurley's kind of shocked. He even says, oh, shit, and he backs up. Like, while he's examining this kid with his mother, he kind of, like, lets out the shit. And the mother's like, what? What's going on? Um, he, he's shocked to find that the child has grown gills on his sides. Mm-hmm. But it, but he he plays it off a little bit. And he, uh, you can tell he knows what's going on. Uh he's seen it before. In fact, he was let go from his previous job for apparently seeing things that weren't there. False variables they called it. Um yeah. but Hurley seems to be able to perceive a dark mutated like reality inhumanity that's just crawling beneath the surface like he sees body parts that are grotesquely mutated like he's walking or thinking or just just transitioning from place to place And he's looking around and he sees like someone's hand looks like it has like tendrils or tentacles or some kind of spiny shit coming off it and and it's it's a common thing with this guy like he just he seems to be able to tap into a reality that not many people can can pierce. Um, so he takes the, sa- the samples. He takes a blood sample from the kid, a little cotton, cotton swab. Takes it back to his, his secret underground high-tech home bat lab. <laughs> I don't know where he got the <laughs> money for this thing. But he, he moves this, this secret panel in his house and he goes... Goes downstairs and there's a there's a forensic lab, a bat lab. Um, and, he, and he takes the, the sample there for analysis. So that's one thread going through this. Then there's another that takes place in Rome. And you, you have a, a sister, Hannah. And she's called upon to uh, to calm a man in a church screaming in German. He's just talking in, I took a year of German um, in college. So I was able to understand some of this and what I couldn't understand, I I Googled. So if you have this issue, I have done the the heavy lifting for you and I have translated the German from from this issue. So um, even though Sister Hannah doesn't understand the language, she tries to help anyway. So this guy's in like a hospital gown and he, and he has a, a heavily bandaged arm. He, he rips off the bandages and he's got this horribly mutated... Ah, like his arm is disgusting. There's, there's this giant clawed fingers and, and weeping sacks of something like undulating underneath this torn and exploded flesh. And he starts screaming in German. So so you don't have to translate it. I did it for you. He says, bring me a gun. Uh, please, dear God, I never asked for much, but I ask you to heal me. And, and uh, he's talking to Sister Hannah. He's like, I'm sorry to bother you. I, I, you know, I didn't want to hurt them, but, but can you help me? And he, he says, I thought when I left, I was able to escape this but it was already inside me and she's like dude you need to calm down you you you're too too elevated i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna go get help and he's like please don't go people have to see this there uh, and he says tell me sister w- you know why is that there were others but they were sinners why would god do this to me i'm a devout man I, I, I live by his book, uh, the Bible. Why would God do this to one of his faithful? He's like, I'm a good man. If God loves us, why did he leave us? And he, and then this is the part that really applies to the entire issue. He says, if we were created in his image, why are we monsters? Why Why did we let... The progressives take us. We're monsters. And the guy just pulls out a gun well, he had a gun. He shoots himself in the head. He kills himself. And and Sister Hannah, like Dr. Hurley, knows a little bit more than she's letting on. Because after all is said and done, she goes back to her little ramshackle room and she's looking in the mirror. And we see Sister Hannah's back and she's got some mutation going on. So, do you see where this issue's going? Um, then it jumps to Los Angeles. and There's two young girls uh, by the name of Claire and Rochelle. Rochelle is just a friend. She's just there for support. But Claire, her parents, ran a business. Um place called Cinetropolis one that Will Pfeiffer and myself would probably have loved
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
1: <laughs> they, they specialized in movies um, the kind one threads through a projector not the kind one presses a button to watch um, so from what I gather it was a memorabilia shop that like also sold actual reels of film when possible um, and some of the film was stolen from from theaters by disgruntled employees that just like try to make a quick buck by, you know, moving these reels of film. Um, it seems Claire's parents have passed and she's in the process of like rooting through all the stuff her parents have amassed over the course of their lives. Um, she finds a film in a in a Big old pile of stuff, and it has a label, one zero seven one one six seven five, and she's like, "Oh, I know this. I have a client that was looking for this. Uh, one Doctor Hervitz." So she calls him up. She says, "Hey, got your film?" He's like, "Bring it over." So her and Rochelle attempt to return the film, only to be greeted at Her- Hervich's door by a shotgun blast. And you have this fleeing person, again, heavily mutated person, stuff going on all over the body. Dr. Hervich blasts this dude with a shotgun. It's like, what's going on here? I need to know. I, I was totally captivated by this issue. It felt like I was watching a David Cronenberg movie. That, yeah. to me, is an absolute tick in the in the win column. You got me. I thought um, the uh, visuals by Joe Infernari were great. Now, as I say that, and I hear your silence, I know that you are of a different mind than me. And I want to know why.
2: No, no, no. I wouldn't there are some some images that are that are fantastic. Um especially when our when when the sister reveals that things aren't what they mm-hmm. seem to be. Um I like that panel. I like I like the look of the doctor's story, um, or the scientist, the, when they went to, um, when they went to Hurwitz, that some of the art, some of the sequences there, um, slightly confusing because of the layout, because of the color, because of the, the, the action, what was going on. Um, and i do i really do like and and i think that gives you a, a clue as to who wrote who wrote what uh but the color scheme for each story is different there's there's a green right right overtone or there's a, there's a reddish or a purple so um that i i like that visual cue because when we go from the um after we get the first few pa- after we get a couple of pages setting up each story, we then only get maybe one or two pages of each as they go back and forth and and when um I was slightly confused because when Hurwitz is saying it's been too long as he slunched, slunched back down in his in his chair, the next page we're back at the professor and he's narrating the story there's a caption box but i wasn't paying close enough attention and i thought by her with saying it's been too long that he was recalling an earlier um an earlier scene it took me a second to realize that no the student in the glasses is the doctor we met at the beginning of the comic. okay Uh, um so there were just they were subtle and 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 they work and so I think if I was paying better attention, it's definitely something I would have picked up on. Um,
1: well, that's the thing. I read this this issue probably three times.
2: Yeah, I, I I read it once because only because I there were other things I wanted to read for tonight, um, but I read it because you said you were reading it, so I figured I'd give it a shot. Um, it is totally up your alley. It, oh yeah, for me. For me, you know, I, I I dig the setup, and I'm curious to see you know how everybody's stories will will will, will connect. Um, but as I was reading it, it just it it, and it's it's apparent they say so in in the back matter, but it just feels like I've I've read I've seen this story before, and I'm not getting into the whole. I've seen it better, and it's just it's just I'm like I, I I appreciate it, and I I. I respect their their wanting to pay tribute to things they enjoy, and 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 there's definitely an audience that this is made for. And I'm not saying I'm not, but when I think of other things that I've been reading, this this doesn't uh, stack up as highly compared to everything else. So, I mean, it, it, the the talent on it is amazing, and 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 there are even though there are four writers, um, Asmus is not credited as a creator of, of, um, of evolution. It's actually Joe and the other three writers. And, um, you know, I, I like that since, you know, if, if, if they all work together or are close together, like, you know, men of action, then, then, um, I'm sure that makes things easy to work on. But I, um,
1: well, that was one of the things they said that they they all found themselves living in proximity to one another, so they mm-hmm. would actually get together, not yep. not v- via Skype or anything digital. They would actually meet and go over, you know, discuss this story. That the the round robin aspect of it, where it's actually four people in proximity talking and working the story mm-hmm. out, that is a major selling point for me.
2: I I mean, I, I love the old bullpen days. I, I, I I wish that happened more often. And I, I realized the way of the world that that's not, you know, Mahmoud's not going to work in Manhattan, you know, that there's this. So it's, it's, and I'm glad, I'm I'm glad that someone like Mahmoud who draws beautifully can still, you know, is just doing work and, and doesn't have to commute into the city like Jack and, and, and John and everybody else
1: used to do, uh, I, I don't want to interrupt I you, like- but I will. There, there, there's something when you have creative individuals in one room. There's, there's, there's mannerisms and facial features and just yep. um, tells. Like if you're playing poker, you know, like if you float an idea over Skype and say, "Hey, let's do this." Text can only approximate so much. Of, of mm-hmm. the, the human vocabulary, meaning like like the physical and and, and the, the 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 cerebral aspect of creating doesn't come across in alphanumeric characters, where if you're sitting in a room and somebody says, hey, let's have Sister Hannah go back to her room and take off her, you know, her habit and she's got shit like on her back and you see somebody go, ah! right. like Christopher Pat, like that, that, that gif that you guys always put out of Christopher Pratt looking at the the camera going like (laughs) that's the one I go to all the time like you can't get that through digital means or through through some kind of electronic correspondence all these guys in the same physical location that is going to produce to me uh, very very rich um creativity and and just um, a very immersive storyline. I I think. Um, but w- when you're talking about anything about the human body, what's more terrifying? It, it, it's something that everyone can relate to. Like, how many times have you looked in the mirror and you're just like, is my face swollen? What what's going on here? Like, it looks like my cheek is swollen. You're touching it and you're feeling it and like you go back to your high school days and it's like i got a pimple like what the frig? like it, it it's it's something that degrades the the perfection of what you perceive your body to be have you ever had like a swollen arm or leg or just like an infection it it's it's very disconcerting because it it invades it's an invasion of of the overall sanctity of your body this catapults that kind of thought Like Cronenberg knew. Body horror is like the most visceral horror because everybody can relate to it. The Japanese know that too. Um, You know, you're pulling layers of flesh off your face. Like everybody can get that. Like that is a very disturbing incident. That's what this book is all about. I'm like, I can relate to that because as a fan of the horror genre, that is a a, a, a sub- set of the of the horror genre is very prolific like there's a lot of body horror movies and 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 books and just works that just focus on things that invade or transform or take take the human anatomy to a different level whether being above or below desired like there's there's books that and movies that that elevate the human genome and 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 you know the, make the 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 body do things that are spectacular and amazing and and then there's some that just rip it apart and shred it and just that's the that's the one that I love the best because it's 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 disturbing but it again it's something that it's it's like a primal fear that we all have. Is is there something growing on my face? What you know you know what I mean? It's it's just like it you and you can't do anything about it. It's just it's just biology. Something has permeated your physiology and made it took it from state A and moved it to state B, and you're just like. Fuck, I gotta bust this thing. I gotta cut it out. I have to go find a surgeon to get this thing, this invader out of me. That that is the the thread that trails through all of evolution. I am so into this. As if you couldn't I, tell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like the
2: um I wanna know more about the uh about the professor. Only because obviously um we know wife and child are gone. Um, this is uh plus he's got a whole, whole, um, automated system that can read off his emails to him. The, uh, I, I, I just,
1: it's like a bat cave, right? He's got a bat cave. It's,
2: it's true. It's true. You know, it's a little, little, little hidden hole in the wall that, that, that reveals a whole new lab. And, um, I mean, I'm curious to know about the whole Hurwitz. Herwood just just reminds me of um, like Van Helsing or something, where he's just you know he knows that his movies were like a documentary. I, I, I'm curious to see where his story is going to go, but um, but I, I, I for me the um, the the main character I want to know more about is is the scientist.
1: Yeah, and they were very um, smart. To tailor the graphic design of this book, it's not exactly like what you saw in Stranger Things, but it's in the same wheelhouse as yeah. Stranger Things. Um, you know, bad European um, synth-heavy scores, um, the, the the bright pastel, colory kind of stuff that. You know, look at the intro of Stranger Things and then look at the design of the text pages for this issue with the, the magenta lines that are going around like it's in the same wheelhouse. So they're, they're, they're super smart for doing it that way because Stranger Things is currently popular. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Right. Um, I think the cover is magnificent. Um, the, the, the title graphics... With the the uh, the mutated E is brilliant. Yeah, uh, I I I just love everything about this book. The two dots over the I. Yep, 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 yep. And like I said, I'm I'm happy that I actually was smart enough to get in on this on the ground floor, or lucky. I don't want to say smart, lucky enough to get on this on the ground floor where I ordered the single issues because. Not only do you get an extra long introductory issue, you get very chunky back matter. I think the back matter will take you ten fifteen minutes to read alone, yes, yeah, so it's a value for three ninety nine but if you don't it like is. if you don't like horror, then all of our words are are for naught if you're If you're not a fan of the horror genre i don't know try it, maybe you'll like it um. But for horror fans, man, you're going to groove on this. This is so good. It is good. Uh, yeah, at least, you know, I thought so. <laughs> 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 oh. Pleasantly surprised. I was like, whee! Another image book that I'm getting in floppies. Like, what is going on?
0: Who even are
1: you? I just, um, I went to the Books-A-Million the other day. I don't know if mm-hmm. it, it, listeners, if you have a Books a Million in your area, take note because um, one of my favorite novels of all time is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Big surprise, right? Um, Books a Million currently has one of the Penguin Classics. Uh, it's a hardcover edition of Frankenstein with an introduction by Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro, sorry. Uh, the cover price on this thing was like 24 bucks. Books a Million has it for 4.97. It's a hardcover, spot varnish on the cover. Um, the they colored the ends of the paper black. So when you look at the book closed, all of the paper looks like it's black. It's not when you open it up, but the, the they they dyed the the end of the, the, the paper black. It's amazing. Four ninety seven for one of the greatest novels ever written. Wow. Yeah. So if you have a book's million, check it out. I don't know, maybe yours is different than mine, but mine had it for that. They remaindered it. Twenty three dollars, way too expensive for this book. Five bucks? Yeah. I'll buy that. <laughs> For almost five dollars. Damn you. This wine. I blame, blame you. Me, I seriously I blame you. I knew it. So I coming. do. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And it looks like I've drank I've drunk more than half of this bottle. <laughs> what do you got?
2: Um I got... I read the next two issues of Kingsman, The Red Diamond, numbers two and three, after enjoying the first issue so much, after seeing the sequel. Um, The, uh... I mean, a little little quick and dirty, it's just a, um... It's a lot of fun, and, and, and a little scary. There's a, um the the big bad is, is is goes by the red diamond he's a um he is a um, he he his claim to fame he um he amassed his fortune um basically uh he he's a self he's a minor He's a uh he 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 worked his way up um, made some gold strikes and uh, diamonds jewels there's a um his there's he basically put he has jewels um diamonds rubies uh, not not four teeth but overlaid on top of his teeth uh he he um he lost a leg in a um in a cave-in and um messed up his face as well but he but he's the type of person who believes that um your worth is determined by your material possessions and uh if if you um if if you have money if you live digitally then um the fact that you can see and hold something uh means a lot more than than a bunch of um bits and bytes and pixels on a screen and and just because a computer says how much you are worth or how much you have um, doesn't doesn 't mean a whole hell of a lot if his plan actually comes true as it does in the second issue. Where he basically um, turns off all the computers in the world, mm.
0: crashes
2: them all, and uh, it's it's done in New York City at the stock market and and uh, at stock exchange. And they when when he when he sends in his list of demands, he actually sent them on a Betamax videotape
1: <laughs>
2: and, Be- and because it's better. Had to find at the finer recorder to actually play the damn demands uh, in. But the, um, Exe is still your hero of the story. Uh, he, um, he is trying to, um, prevent. He, he, he needs to find the hacker alias and, and he, um, alias is trying to stop, uh, red diamonds virus from actually, uh, take form and, and, and wiping everything out. So he's on his way to, um, to New York. Um, there is a, um, there's a member of SAS, S A S S, which is the South African secret service. And her name is, uh, Queto. And she is a tall, um, Kind of in the in, in the misty night mold, but she um she and Eggsy have a uh, have a quick little run in while they try to um, prevent Alias from being killed by uh, Red Diamond's henchmen. They fail, and once the um once the death happens, that's when the computers um all shut down and they're um. He has to get back home to England. Unfortunately, there are no, um, basically every, every, every aircraft since the mid eighties has computers. So, um, they had to like use an old school kind of, uh, camouflage stealth bomber kind of thing to get him home. He gets home and that's when, uh, he is sent undercover on a, um, To he's uh, he goes undercover as an Australian um, mining magnate, and he uh, Red Diamond has called the some of the richest people left in the country in the world uh, to his um, to his private getaway, uh, which is all a trap. And the third issue uh, has a pretty sweet cliffhanger but it is um even though the original series was written by um mark miller this Mm -hmm. is by rob williams and art is by simon fraser and it is uh it's it's witty it's clever I, i i i chuckle at a lot of what's going on uh the art is pretty um there's some some pages, some panels that, that that are sharp and look great and, and really get the point across. And there are some others that uh, it's whether it was a um, uh, due to uh, whether it's a factor of time or just uh, things aren't as sharp in some other places, but it's still it nothing detracts from the story. Nothing is, is confusing. It's just, it's not, it's not consistently, uh, sharp from one page to the next. And, and, um, but it doesn't, like I said, it, it, it still moves things along. You still get an idea of what's going on. You're not, you're not guessing for anything. Everything is laid out there. Uh, there's just some,
1: very clean.
2: It it is, it is a very clean line. It's that it it's, it's um it it's clean and it uh a little bit more detailed than you would get like from say a Steve Dillon, but it's still uh you can and and the colors help as well I'm sorry the the colors are by um uh Gary Caldwell and uh i think i think this is a story that that definitely benefits from colors this would not look um as a uh I think things would get a little lost, a little muddy if uh, if it was a straight black and white story. It's, um, but I, I I chuckled quite a bit. I, I like the, um, I think I like Exe more here in this second series than I did in the first Kingsman, the Secret Service, um, only because I've seen the movie so many times before I read the first miniseries, and um, I enjoy the movie a lot and the way it was presented and the character, the way he was introduced. Um, If I had read that story first, I don't know if I would have ever bothered to watch the movie only because I don't think that's the kind of character I would want to watch for a couple hours, but um, the reverse happened. And I think this version in this series uh, is more reflective of, of the character in the movie and, and his attitude, then, um, he almost, he almost grew up a little too quickly. The, in the character from the first book to this one, it doesn't really feel like it's the same character. And, and, uh, cause the first book, he was just extremely immature. Um, it just, it, I didn't like Eggsy and, and here I do. So, um, I, I I like Williams handling the character. I, I think um, I could I could read more stories with this character uh, by this creative team. I, like there's a um, there's a scene where AZ goes out outside to hang out with his mates, and um, he's kind of he's changed. He, he doesn't you know hang out on the street and smoke blunts with them anymore, and um, you know he, he's worried about his mom and his and his younger brother, and and he's uh, and he's responsible. He's you know, he's not completely immature. He'll, he'll, he'll say things that remind you of his age and, and, um, where he's from. But for the most part, he's still, he still enjoys being a secret agent. He still enjoys, um, he knows he has a job to do and, and that's where his responsibilities are and he'll, um, but you know, if he can still impress a couple of, couple of birds at the same time, he's still going to do it. But it's, uh, it's, i i i enjoy it a lot i i wasn't i was expecting to to enjoy uh this miniseries series as, as much as i have i don't know if it's a six issue series or an eight or a five but uh, it's i i thought the um the cliffhanger at the third issue i i i want to know
1: how they're going to get out of this so i'm um i'm digging it a lot it sounds really good i'm gonna have to read this when it comes out in um Collected edition. I think you'll like it, and, and and I don't think you'll
2: need to read the first one to enjoy this one. I've never seen the movie though. Oh, the movie is great. I've never seen it. The movie is fantastic. Colin Firth is is fantastic. Samuel L. Jackson is great. Uh you know why I think you'll like it? Because Jayla
1: is in it. Oh, really?
2: Yes. She like, plays the henchman.
1: Nice. I do like her. Yes,
2: her 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 character's name is Gazelle, and it's because she uh, she is a double amputee, and she has uh, what? Basically, sword blades for for uh, for feet for for her, from her um, her calves down. What? Her shins down. Yeah, you know, like like the um like like the South African uh, Olympian who had the uh, who's got the blades, yeah. the running. He well, that's she has. Except hers are also uh, sharp and can be used as weapons. Wow! Yeah, she, she, she's
1: pretty kick ass. I'm gonna have to watch this. Is it on the Netflix? I,
2: it is. It's on FX constantly right now. It might be on the Netflix. I don't know if I don't think it is. I don't think it is.
1: Hmm. hmm. Well, I'm intrigued, and I'm gonna have to seek this thing out because you make it sound so Strong's, good mark strong is great and it it's it's it, it's it's funny it's clever it's it's a um
2: yeah no i it, it's one of those movies where we will and i, I even the music's pretty good they um there's a uh free bird is is played during um a church scene and you will absolutely get a huge kick out of the church scene because while they are all in church uh that's when the riot breaks out
1: and and nice. it is a
2: it is a pretty hairy fight scene
1: cool well if you've seen devil's rejects that movie pretty much i don't want to say ruined because i didn't like Freebird to begin with but devil's rejects is the best use of Freebird i've ever seen maybe maybe this will be better okay not a leonard skinner fan oh no 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 i, 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 okay. I think pretty much they are the dumbest band that, that <laughs> they're the rock solid stupid like they're really their rebuttal to neil young neil young said hey southern guys You really need to look at yourself because you have a a legacy of brutality and hate and injustice to the black man. You really need to step back and see what you're doing wrong. And Leonard Skinner's reply to to Neil Young was, ah, we don't need you around anyway. Like, not that we're doing anything wrong, but fuck you. We don't need you. It's just Leonard Skinner was a dumb, a dumb band. Sorry to any Laird Skinner fans out there, but they're stupid. They're dummies. But anyway, um, <laughs> I would like to <laughs> talk about... Yeah, I like
2: about- both of their songs, so it's... it's- I,
1: I, but, I, see, I can't separate the stupid <laughs> from the music. I really can't. But but yet we do it with with. with we do. comic artists. We right do. All. We do it all the time. But if, if, if someone's going to call you out and say, you need to account... For all of this brutality and you say, nah, we don't need you around. That's just dumb. You're dumb. No,
2: it is. It is dumb. But it it's well, didn't um uh it, it's it's kinda how I feel about Kirk Cobain, because Neil Young implored he 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 said, Look, you have you have a baby. You have every reason right there to live.
1: Yeah, sure. And
2: and Say.
1: yeah he's he's not high on my list of favorites either <laughs> so but i uh, i never understood the the mystique of of uh nirvana never got see. it
2: best thing about nirvana is Grohl.
1: the i uh, agree my friend i i agree
2: are you have you seen any of the episodes of um robert kirkman's uh no
1: History of uh secret history of comic books. No, I know you and Jason were going on about uh, what the first two, the first, the first, though, the first episode, I didn't see the second one. The first episode,
2: um, was seemed to be pretty fair. It was, it was the uh, it was basically the early days of Marvel and it was mostly about Jack. Um, they 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 played a, a phone interview, a radio interview where um jack herbie was being interviewed for his birthday and they also brought stan in and stan and jack talked for a bit and they had jim shooter talk about a meeting where he and uh were stan and jack uh, met years i think it was the 25th the 25th anniversary of marvel party that, that that shooter was through and um stan and jack were there and stan um shakes jack's hands says you know we we should uh, you know he's says." Uh, you can get all the credit. I don't care who gets credit. I don't care who does what. Uh, I I don't care how it how it plays out. He's like, but I, I you know, we I want to do one more story with you. I want to, you know, we should do another story. And Roz was like, yeah, no. And she just like pulled jack.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, but she, um, but uh, was, um, but they they spoke to Danny Fingeroth. They spoke to uh, Evanir and and Evanir. You know he. He was there to say, you know, Jack. Jack did it all, and and finger off It was really. It's like the first person who I've ever heard really say this. And uh, but he goes, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry, but it you wouldn't have Marvel comics without Stan, and and it's not. It's it's where normally
1: you will. Because I hate to admit it, I have to agree with that. And that's
2: and I think that that's where he was going was that you know you can yes everybody was a part of it but without without Stan without his personality without with, without him being there and and whether you know even but totally they agree. made a they made a point throughout the show to say you know how Stan was pretty much the face of Marvel yeah the, uh, and then they 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 did it they played a clip a short clip of Jack doing an interview on camera and. He doesn't have the presence. He can't carry himself on an on an interview. you know. Everything was a lot of ums and 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 you know, and, and because with Jack, it's like, listen, I drew this. It's on the page. This is what you want to know. It's right here. And and that's that's where I mean, you we played. You put the clip at the beginning of every episode of Bullpen Bulletins. The guy yep. did not exactly have a, a demanding voice and and presence that would you know make you stand up and take notice. And and stands the huckster. He's the showman.
1: He's the yep. so
2: uh but the, the thing first about was,
1: no the thing about stan i was too young to know what was going on behind the scenes I, I i didn't read the zines all i knew was marvel comics made me happy they were they were something that i had to have more of um and the guy that spoke to me through the marvel comics was stan I w- I would read the bullpen bulletins page, and I'm like, this guy, I don't I don't know who he is, but they they call him Stan, Stan the Man. He's talking to me. He's saying, hey, if you like this, you're gonna love all this other stuff because, golly, we 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 really kicked ourselves in the butt to get this stuff done for you, and you're gonna love it. And like, Stan became the you're right, Stan became the voice of Marvel. Jack never spoke. Jack spoke through pictures to me. Mm -hmm. I I knew when I saw a Jack Kirby story that I was going to love it, that this is the guy that I identify with the most. Out of all these guys that are putting down pretty pictures, Jack Kirby was the one that spoke directly to me, but it was pictures. (laughs) But Stan was a character, right? Those bullpen (laughs) bulletin pages, they were the ones that really made me a Marvel fan. Right. And I and I hate it that that's the way it is, but I'd be lying if I said that Stan was not a crucial part. I don't think that Stan, if I didn't say that Stan was a cru, wasn't a crucial part of Marvel, I'd be lying. It just doesn't make right. sense. You needed him. You needed that guy. You weren't going to see the two-headed goat if the guy in front of the stand didn't get you to go in. Is what I'm saying. Right, Right. Stan was the huckster. Stan was like, "Come on, you're never going to believe this. Get your ass behind this um, curtain, and you're going to see things you never saw before." Stan was that guy. And
2: and the alternative was, you know, the 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 kind of um, stuffy or or exactly stuffy. Was stuffy.
1: Yep, stuffy. You got it. That's the word, stuffy.
2: And 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 the Marvel characters spoke to me, and they were for the and you know they were they were being talked about on college campuses, and and you know it's it's um and and you know he was they 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 mentioned Ditko, and uh they they mentioned Jack going to um going to DC, but and and that's you know it brought up the New Gods, and then that's that's where people that's where some of the creators were were saying that. uh You know, this is where you knew when Jack went to DC and you read some of those fourth world, those new gods books, that that's where you knew what Stan and Jack did together. And, and Jack was not a writer. Jack's the the dialogue, the stories you read in fantastic four, that was Stan putting the words in those characters mouths. And, and you didn't get that when Jack went to DC. So, um, yeah, the but... concepts may great, but it's it's one of those things where. But if 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 I I get it, you know, if if holy crap, Jack Kirby's coming. But if you know, if you're used to Jack Kirby, then you might be used to his his drawing style. But if if you're used to certain stories being told with that artwork, um, that's and and you know, again, it, it was it was back in the day. It was uh, people weren't as um. To be in tune, but
1: uh, the see, but it's a visual. It's a visual medium. Yes, right. I I, I attribute more the... weight to the images than I do the words. So sure, you're right, Jack. Maybe didn't have all that strong of a of a hold on the dialogue, but if you have a an image of you know Mister Miracle jumping through fire the dialogue is like, I don't know. Secondary.
2: It, but I mean, yes, if, 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 if all you want is a Jack Kirby comic, even if he's only drawing it, then yes, then, then by all means, the writing can be secondary. But when the, uh, when when you see what came even after the new gods, and and he went to he, he had the stuff with with Pacific or or even Tops, but there Stop. are there. I'm just saying it's it's you have it's he was older then too. Uh, there might, so so you would think he would have picked up some tricks, but no, uh, it's, I it's, I, it's, I would I, think he'd I, well, be like i had done it all. fuck it. You know, I think you just have expectations. It's just, it's, it's. I, I don't, I don't fault anybody for for expecting, um, at that time, expecting the second coming of the Fantastic Four, even though only half of the creative team right. came along. Um,
1: as much as I'm his- loath to admit it, you cannot extract Stan Lee from the Marvel equation without the whole thing completely crumbling. It can't be done. Yeah. Um the second the episode.
2: Second episode is about Wonder Woman. I haven't watched that one yet. But the third episode, which I watched last night from this week, is about Siegel and Schuster. oh really? Yes. And it is it's it's entertaining. And it's nothing we you or I wouldn't already know mm-hmm. um but they speak with Neil Adams. They speak with <laughs> this was the best part of the episode, and he's on camera a few times and everything. It's a beautiful thing, but our boy, your boy, Craig Yo, really he interviewed plenty of 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 scenes and and talking about yes yes it was fantastic and about the merchandising and how um how after they lost the first lawsuit against dc and they 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 weren't able to do superman they went and tried to do something like called funny man which was you know because the danny k movies were big at the time and so it was he was a character who was strong but the jokes didn't land it was funny and and so so craig got to talk about that for 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 a little bit um but it was, it was really good. They talked, they, they, um, yeah, they, you know, your two kids from Cleveland and, um, how, uh, the, um, how, how Jerry, um, is a, uh, he's a messenger delivery, uh, the, the delivery messenger for, um, and, and he was bringing, uh, bringing a package to DC one day and, and leave it with some and, um, gave him money so he could get a Coke. Cause it's getting cold outside, even though, you know, you got the big Superman logo on the wall. And, uh, it's pretty much the, the house that Superman built. Um, but it was, uh, part of it was, not only because we know the story, part of it was, was pretty, pretty tough to watch a little heartbreaking, but, um, but it was it, it it was it was a strong episode. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know I think maybe the next one might be about image, the Founders, but um just judging by the commercial, but that could have been a, a mix of scenes for for upcoming episodes plural, so we'll see. But I um I'll probably watch the, the Wonder Woman episode this weekend. But no, it's 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 not and it's not like it's not like Kirkman is narrating it and it's not like Kirkman is, is on camera. I don't, aside from him being part of the walking dead, I don't, I I, I don't know why it's called Robert Kirkman's. I mean, maybe he brought it to AMC. I don't know. Um, for the most part, it's not so much a secret. It's just, there are some neat little things that, uh, the people they talk to, they talk with and the, um, and the footage they show, and how they try to package it, whether it's, it's animated in some degree, the, the, the Siegel and Schuster stuff. They, they just got a couple of actors to look like younger versions of them. And, and they, 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 they just, you know, they, they acted out the seats and it just, it, so they could tell the story. It was like a documentary, like one of those shows on ID, but um, <laughs> for a lot of the Marvel stuff from the first episode, a lot of it was animated and you had like a, a, a cartoon of Jack drawing the cover of like Avengers number four and things like that. Oh, neat. Yeah.
1: Um, it's hard for me to get to the television these days because, um, Nina has monopolized the with the Hallmark channel. Oh, yeah. She just loves those freaking Hallmark movies. And it's either, it's either some romantic story with a grandson or a nephew of Santa or a niece or a granddaughter (laughs) of Santa. Like, they're somehow related to Santa. And they, you know, it's just ridiculous. And love blossoms amid strife. Oh, we have to sell the farm. Well, hey, let's get the elves to help us. It's so stupid. (laughs) I can't stand it, dude. She watches them all the time. But anyway, Uh, um, before we move on, uh, I want to talk about Maestros number two. Do you? Yes, because it was awesome. It was really good. Written and illustrated by Steve Scrocy. That's how we're pronouncing it. With uh, color art by Dave Stewart. Um, The plot thickens. Uh, Will has, uh, unfortunately, (laughs) through the murder of his father and much of the royal family, ascended to the throne of Maestro of the Realms. And he, uh, makes a point of going in and saying that dick was my daddy. You're not going to have that anymore. All of the tyranny and the subjugation and the oppression and all that nasty stuff that my dad did, that's not going to happen anymore. You guys are pretty much free. I'm going to institute a new deal where, you know, you're all equal and the, uh, the council's not liking it they they had a uh their salad days are over so to speak and um maestro william has a meet and greet with uh, the various ambassadors of all the places within the the realms and uh someone we get to meet this issue is lord seathram rigel a man with which will has a past and um uh, we get a flashback, and Raigle catches Will in a, a magical ruse. He uh, got into the the really um, special and sequestered magical tomes and memorized them. Like all his friends think, "Wow, you know, this is a natural ability you have. You're amazing." But Will has done his homework. It's pretty admirable. Like the kid steps up. He he uh, he goes and he searches out these um, esoteric texts and he learns these spells just to wow all his friends. Um, and Rigel literally burns Will to a cinder. He just engulfs the kid in flames. And uh, he's in agony. And uh, Mom's pissed off. You know, how could you do this to my son? And, and the maestro is, you know, this is a a part of, of learning the kid deserved it and I think he should have to <laughs> succumb to the the conflagration and and you know the, and Will's is just he's just he's a a a his body is just a festering mass of burnt flesh and um one of Rigol's servants, Ren, beautiful young woman, gives yes. gives um Will a sedative. And she's like, "Shh, don't don't let on." But this'll help you out. And uh, so um, he he's in this state for a fortnight. Um, but um, th- we go back to the present. But much to you know, Reigel's dismay, Will emancipates Wren. She's like, "Okay." He 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 says to to Rigol, he's like, "All right, I'm the big." Big boss, now you got to listen to me. She's no longer your slave. She's with me. She's she's gonna live here. And and Rigel's like, he's pissed, but what can he do? Because mm-hmm. you know, new boss. You got you got to kowtow to the new boss. Um, but Rigel has an ace up his sleeve. Um, Will and Ren reunite. And they make love, and everything's great, and they're kissing and sucking face, and he shows her around the realm, and this is all I'm doing. Uh, Isn't this awesome? And then he takes her to uh, a room, which encases um, a very rare, very formidable um, spell book, and something happens Mm -hmm. that totally changes our opinion of Ren. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: and I think Scrocy kind of telegraphed it earlier in the issue, where Rigel was like, "Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I, I have, I have, s- I have something going on that'll, you know, it'll be all right. Don't worry about all this bullshit." Because the council was just like, "This guy, he comes in, and he's, <laughs> yeah, guy over here, yeah, they're- they're-, they're they're the Nucci family. This guy, he comes in, he's trying to change shit. What's up with this? This is not good. You gotta do something. yeah." <laughs> We gotta take this bitch out. But no, um uh he kind of mainlined it. Like I knew it was coming, but I didn't want it to be true. But when it happened, I was like, oh no. I don't
0: See, know. See
2: now I I'm of the mind. Now yes, the way it it obviously it, it could completely um be as it appears. But um Maybe because I'm a fucking romantic the the me too the uh i'm I'm a little worried because like she ren asked while while they were at the uh, bazaar are you thinking are you taking this seriously enough and 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 I am hoping mm-hmm. that she is looking out for him so by doing what she did at the end of the issue, she is just making sure he doesn't
1: do the wrong thing, and and I hope so because I, I'm wondering why she would come to him and she said, sh- "You know what? I think that the council, especially Rygall, is responsible." For your parents' death, like why would she tell him that you have a worm in your apple, and this is the worm, this is the guy, this is the guy that did it, that that Marduk that came in and just ripped your dad and your royal family apart. This is the guy. He's working for. It's the guy has an eye patch. He has to be. Yeah. He has he's to be the, a villain.
2: He's The F. Murray Abraham of the movie.
1: Right. And she comes, she, she basically offers it up to him. She said, look, you're not paying attention. This is the dude. And Will's like, nah, he's a pussy. He's a, I, I can take care of him, but he can't. No. Right? I think Will is just too caught up in the moment, and he's not, he didn't survey his surroundings and say, hey, this is, this is the problem. This is what we got going on. But... I I really I mean I I have been a fan of Steve grossy, but this this is a quantum leap this maestro yeah. stuff is just impeccable It's breathtaking That's right. Yeah it's yeah. really breathtaking like in it, and it it segs from from You just marvel at the grandeur of all the costumes and the settings that he creates. And then it'll segue into some brutal, vicious, just visceral shit where people are getting ripped apart. Like there's Will has a a nightmare that Marduk is just like eating his guts. And it's it's just did you it's horrible.
2: Yes. And you know what the worst the worst thing about that image is? What's that? My man has someone's face as a loincloth.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I don't know if that's the most disturbing thing about that image, but
0: oh, I mean, because everything else
2: a... is just. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm desensitized to it all. But the fact that because at first I'm like, oh, is he laying on someone? No, that's that's his arm. That's that's him. Yeah. That's his whole body. I'm like, no, that that face is just that, that face is attached to the belt, <laughs> and I'm just using that as a yeah.
1: That's <laughs> he. So, <laughs> in, in, when he pees, does he pee out the mouth? Probably. Yeah, I'm thinking it, he does. maybe makes a cry. Ah, oh, dude. But he, he, <laughs> I, I, I'll put this image up on the, the the gallery because you need to see this. If you if you haven't bought any of Maestro's yet, this one image will probably convince you to do so because the the evil wizard Marduk is is uh, invading Will's dreams and he's. He's. It looks like he. Well, it doesn't look like he did. He totally dismembered and eviscerated Will. Like his his ribcage is all cracked open. There are things that are eating Will, like vermin. They got his hand and his feet. Like there's just pieces of Will all over the place, and Marduk has his guts in his hand, and his face is just stained red with Will Will's blood. It's a really powerful image, but. It is it's a beautiful image too like it's very elegantly constructed but it's totally just it's bladder punk. it's just blood all over the place guts and organs and body parts and just strewn all over it it shouldn't be a thing of beauty but in the hands of stewart and scrocy it really is it's this this book is like it's 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 unlike anything I've seen from Image in a long long time, if ever. Right? I don't I don't know a precedent. I can't cite a precedent to this book. Hmm. Maybe not. I can't. I mean, I don't know if you can come up with one, but it's there's. I, I always we here at eleven o'clock comics. We like to trace books back to. You know, precedents or antecedents or something that has happened before, where we can say, "Yeah, you know, that's like this." Maestro's is like nothing. Saga gets pretty raw at times, but not like this. Yeah. Uh, Fiona Staples' line and her just her approach to to visualizing uh, the narrative is not like scroces his is so meticulous and so elegant and finely crafted, and it's just, and and it's amazing because all that that beautiful line work will show somebody fucking on the sly, like like the maestro yeah. and the mother just going at it when Will didn't know what was going on, just like so. It's like lowbrow and highbrow at the same time. It's this beautiful um, commingling of 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 approaches that shouldn't work well together, but it really does. And I'm just, I'm in awe of it. I don't know. No, else I, to, in awe of it. I don't know what else to say. It's an amazing book. It is. Totally. It, I'm hoping that it's catching on. That would be cool. hmm I don't know any sales numbers. I don't really care. But, uh, I don't, but for me, this maestro's, when I see it, I have to read it. That's a, the biggest compliment I can give it. I, I have to ingest it. If it's there, I need to experience it. That needs it. That's some big doings. All right, everybody. I hope you have enjoyed this two-headed monster we brought to you this week. Dap and I, we, we love you so much. We, 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 we're glad that you're here. Um, if you would be so kind to yourself, not to us, do yourself a solid, put more money in your pocket, go to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, because you're spending too much on your comic books. If you're not going there, you're spending too much. Um, from Chapter House Publishing, you can get the Phantoma Trade Paperback Volume 1 Up From the Deep. For $5.49. As well as the first issue. Of season 2. For $1.09. You can also get. Anthony Bourdain. And uh, Joel Rose's. Hungry Ghosts. Number 1. Out of Dark Horse. For $1.99. And the massive. Jack Kirby 100. Trade paperback from DC. For 8 dollars and 49 cents the it's unheard of go there dcbservice.com in your travels um, I have in my hands what I believe to be the most star-studded if you if you like things like that the most star-studded volume of the Aliens Omnibus to date. This is Mm -hmm. Aliens Omnibus Volume 5. Um, It begins with the uh, John Arcudi, Richard Corbin four-issue Alchemy miniseries. So right off the bat, you've captured my attention. I have all this stuff in single issues, but Nothing beats being able to walk up to your shelf and pull off a volume. Matt, it's like three, 400 pages. It's a big-ass volume. Sorry. And just enjoy all this shit. There's a story in here written by Jim Woodring and Justin Green. Think about that for a little while, if you know who Justin Green is. Uh, the Arts by Francisco Solano-Lopez. There's also a miniseries included in this volume that is, um, I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it, written by James Vance, but illustrated by Guy Davis. Mm. Yes. Um, in addition to that, if, as if that weren't enough, there's a story in here called Havoc. ...that was written by Mark Schultz. (laughs) But it's illustrated... ...and take a breather... ...because this is going to be a long list. It's illustrated by... ...Leaf Jones... ...John Stokes... ...Duncan Figredo, ...Disraeli... ...John Totalbin... ...Arthur Adams... ...Gary Gianni... ...Jeff Darrow... ...George Pratt... ...Igor Corday... Paul Lee, John K. Snyder III, Mark Nelson, Pete Bag, Brian Horton, Dave Taylor, Kelly Jones, Guy Davis, Kelly Strom, Jay Stevens, Jerry Bingham, Kevin Nolan, Frank Terran, Joel Naprasik, Travis Charay, P. Craig Russell, Aiden Potts, Sean Phillips, Rebecca Guay, John Muth, Killian Plunkett, Ron Randall, John Pound, Gene Ha, Vania Zaro. Zarolulov, sorry, Sergio Roganez, John Paul Leon, Derek Thompson, David Lloyd, Mobius, <laughs> Dave Cooper, Mike Alred, and Tony Millionaire. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you freaking kidding me? Seriously, Aliens Volume Five. Uh, do, I can't sell it any more than that. It's incredible. I have all these aliens omnibus omnibi, even though I yeah, I double dip because it's aliens, and um, I don't like to go searching for all this crap. I like to go to my bookshelf and say, Oh, I'm gonna read some aliens. here we go um, it's a franchise that's near and dear to my heart, and for twenty four ninety five but if you get it at discount comic book service and or Amazon, it's gonna be a lot less. You need to have these on your shelf. Just do it. Aliens Omnibus, Volume Five. Richard Corbin's on the cover, my man. So disgusting. Go get it. There you oh, go. I like it. Yeah. All right. How could you not? Uh, in your travels,
2: this is something new. From uh. little company called Dynamite. Mm. Uh, This is a one-shot written and drawn by the amazingly talented artist and now writer, Ibrahim Mustafa. And colors by Jordan Boyd. This is James Bond 007 Solstice. And I gave this a shot because um, even though I wasn't too thrilled with, with, with Dynamite's initial offerings of James Bond um, I am a big fan of Abraham's style and and uh, recently he finished uh, drawing the um, Savage Things miniseries written by Justin Jordan Um style is very similar to that and it's it's a um, it's a very it's a James Bond story without a doubt Um, with pretty much only one gadget at uh, Bond's disposal and uh, I think you
1: need at least one right
2: well he he was sent on this mission and he wasn't supposed to have any but there was a, um, he was on assignment in Turkey. He he was, um, he had set up explosive charges and he, um, his watch was supposed to, uh, his smartwatch was supposed to detonate the fuse um, by remote. Apparently something happened and he, he, um, he turns it, he, he sets it to remote detonate and it, there's flare, remote detonate, and electromagnetic pulse. He selects remote detonate, taps the button, and the flare goes off instead, right in his face. Oof. And and uh, he um, he explains to um, to basically the quartermaster the watch didn't work. He's like, "What do you mean it didn't work?" He goes, "The remote detonator <laughs> malfunctioned and deployed the flash flare instead." gave away my position and I had to shoot my way back into the building and, and, um, blow the damn thing manually. So, uh, quartermaster's like, yeah, okay. That needle works perfectly. I tested it myself, but I'm sure, I'm sure the the problem is user error. And, um, so go ahead, check the, check the watch in, check your gun in and, um, we'll get everything squared away. But bond is like, no, I got to go meet with, um, with M. So, um, I'll uh, I'll be back and and homie's like no all, all the equipment's got to be turned in and and uh, bonding having none of that he he stops by M's office M has a special assignment for him it's um, completely off the books apparently there is a uh, there is a former Russian agent who is um he's responsible for the death of an MI6 agent. Um, he has been excommunicated from the Kremlin. Um, but he is, is, uh, spending time with a woman, a, a British national who, um, she was away in Paris at school. Um, two of them have, have been romantically involved, but, um, she's, and a strange relative of someone in MI6. So they, they feel that, uh, that this Russian dude is using her to basically become a mole into MI6. So Bond is like, I don't, I'm not quite sure why this is really, this, this, this isn't necessarily a, um, a case you need me to, to, uh, to work on. I don't, I don't, you know that you can just make a phone call and this will be handled, but um, M is like, yeah, no, that's not. He's like, if you're not up to it, you know, I just I don't know if you were going away for Christmas. If you have, you know, and, and Bond's like, well, I don't have any family, and he looks at the photo that M gives him, and then he looks at M, and this woman, the girl in the photo, looks an awful lot like M, almost like maybe he could be her father. Bond catches on, and yeah i says um i I can handle the job what needs to be done and uh so so m sends him to paris and um can't can't stop by um, uh, can't stop by the the bunker and, and and pick up any gadgets or anything like that so um you're you're basically you're on your own. And, and uh just just handle it and it's it's a pretty um things happen pretty quickly but it's it's you know Abraham tells a a a, a nice and, and tight story. It definitely feels like a Bond story. The action the action scenes, the fight scenes are um choreographed really well. I, I uh I like this version of Bond. I like the action in it. Uh Boyd works well with him and and uh I I I definitely like the um like the story here. Uh, like I said it's, it's a done in one uh for the most part the um the dynamite bond books have been telling, you know, six issue stories um various spin-offs. There was a, another one-shot called Money Penny which which I read which was pretty good. Uh the art was nowhere near as 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 tight as um Abraham's here, but it was um it was also nice little one-shot that gave you just some insight on, on uh, M's secretary, but this was, um, this was definitely a rather enjoyable issue. And then once, um, once Bond completes his job and uh, lets the um, he, he dispatches the, the, the former Russian agent as Bond can do and he uh, sends the girl a text basically breaking up with her and uh when he gets back home bond meets with um meets with them where they have a a slightly short curt to the point conversation um about family and and uh wishing each other a merry christmas but it was it, it's it's a pretty cool issue and and i uh, i dug it a lot i I figured it would at least look good, but I'm I'm very happy to say that uh, that that it reads really well as well. So um, check it out if uh, if you have a chance.
1: Sweet, I will do just that. Yes, yeah. And you should do just that too, because DAP's always on the money. Um, we hope. That. Yeah, you are. We hope you have a fine and wonderful and comfortable and just great Thanksgiving. We hope we filled your ears on your day off because that's what we plan to do. Um, go to our sponsor dcbservice.com on your downtime and order some stuff because you're going to get it very inexpensively. Um, in the meantime, say happy Thanksgiving. David.
2: Ooh, that was quick. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: David. Ah, it's uncanny. Right on the money. I don't know. It seemed close. Nah, no, It was, it was good. It was real good. All right. It was real right, good. Right. Um, you, just piggybacking off a recent Facebook post, if it wasn't for Kenneth Robeson, a.k.a. Lester Dent, none of this would have been possible you can claim otherwise you can ignore it like jason but if it wasn't for doc savage we would have none of this so let's give some respect where it's due jason uh we you know we hope you enjoyed this episode come back next time we will be here waiting for you um anything else to add Mr. Price,
2: um, let's see. Yes. Uh, oh well, crap. By the time you hear this, you will have best sent your name and your location and your shipping preference to Stephen Water. Oh yeah. At EOG EOC Exchange at Yahoo dot com. I have to send my name in. Um. But yeah, yeah. The the the. the Thanksgiving is the cutoff. So get them in. I think that's everything. But yeah, have a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Um, eat a lot. Drink responsibly. Yeah. If you're driving. Otherwise, if you're going to be like me and you're going to be home and just fucking get lit up. But just <laughs> be good to each other. Take it easy on the conversations. Let's try not to keep it. Too political because we all have that drunk racist uncle, and unfortunately, right now he's also in the White House. So, just everybody be good. Yeah, that's all I want.
1: Yep, I'm just looking forward to the day off. To the what? To the day off. You have to work Friday, yes. Uh. Yes, I will be working Black Friday unfortunately. But, uh, tomorrow is my day. I am doing absolutely nothing tomorrow. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I know. coming to your place? No, no. Going to the oh. mother-in-law's. Yeah. But I mean, I don't consider that actually doing anything. Okay. All you know, right. I'm just going to go sit my ass in a chair, eat, probably fall asleep, watch my son, watch football, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody, go have a good day. Come back soon. I don't know if we'll, we'll be.
2: We'll, we'll 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 be coming at you twice next week.
1: Oh, really? When are we gonna record?
2: Tuesday and Thursday. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hopefully. yeah. No, you just said because... it. It's
1: that's it's set in stone no, now no,
2: because I wasn't sure if you if, if you were available. But screw that, also... I'm available. Patrons, stay tuned because um, we will likely be doing another attempt to um, to do a video. Oh, hangout. the video
1: thing! Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: We're going to try to do a video hangout on Tuesday before we record episode five 50- zero. 5.010. 5.10? 5, is it 5.10 or is it 5.9? 5.010. 5.010? Is it 50.10 next week? Yes, yeah, it's 50.10. Uh, um, <laughs> <the>, uh, um, <laughs> no, this is 5.08. 5, so 5.09 will be Tuesday after the video chat, and then 5.10 will be our Book of the Month.
1: Yeah. Volume 1. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the Book of the Month. It's been, a, into it? I'm, I'm not saying, but it's been a long time since I've read this and it, it's as good as it was back in the day.
2: I heard almost none of that because you were breaking up.
1: I'm sorry, but that's okay. That's I'll okay. Keep, I'll keep you in suspense. I will not keep <laughs> our listeners in suspense and say, get your asses back here next episode. We'll be here waiting for you. In the meantime, go have a great Thanksgiving and we love yes. you so much. We do. Total. Yeah. You end it. You say good night. Me? Yeah. You just want me to say just just just
2: come flat out, just just say goodnight. Yeah. I could do that.
1: And do it. Good night.
2: Hey.